the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. It is the Nick D Podcast. How you doing? My name is Nick DiGilio. I am your host. The Nick D Podcast is on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. It's episode number 185 and coming up on this very episode. Very excited to welcome back our regular guest, the great Jim Ryan. Jim Ryan is a music journalist, goes to concerts, interviews musicians and big stars and singers and musicians and songwriters, all kinds of really cool stuff. He is our music guy and Jim Ryan is going to join us for his monthly visit. We're going to talk about some of the concerts he's seen, uh, some of the people that he's interviewed, and so much more. It is great and awesome music talk with Forbes Magazine and Daily Herald's very own Jim Ryan. And then the great Esmeralda Leon joins me, as she does on every single episode. And we will have a special visit from that man from Britain, the mysterious bon vivant who lives in a submarine, the greatest game show host of all time, Slap Slapley and Slap has a brand new game show that we're going to be participating in. When Slap shows up, we catch up, find out what's going on in his life, and we also play trivia games with uh, Slap. And he's got a brand new one now that we like to call Slap Slap Leaves 80s, 90s Trivia Madness. So debuting, Slap Slap Leaves 80s, 90s Trivia Madness. Slap Slap Leaves, by the way, very good friends with uh, the great Tom Hush, executive producer of the Steve Cochran Morning Drive show. On WLS AM 890 here in Chicago, the best morning drive show in the country and the best morning drive show in Chicago. It's not even close. There's nothing on the radio even close to being as good as that on WLS. But Tom uh, is really good friends with Slap Slapley. So he sent us uh, us our contacts to Slap. And so Slap knows him. And he's going to join us, Slap Slapley, to do the 80s, 90s trivia madness with Esmeralda Leon, who joins me every episode. And it is Tuesday, which means my dad is going to come by, and he's going to tell a joke and talk to this lady. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. I know you do, baby. I know you love when my dad stops by. Hi, yes. I'm Carrie Russell, and, and again, I love Nick's show. My dad will be stopping by to tell a joke, as he does every week. So that's all coming up on the show. And speaking of my dad telling jokes, he is going to close the show live at Zany's in Rosemont. On Tuesday, October 24th, it's coming up. We're a week away, exactly a week away. If you're listening to this on the day that this podcast episode drops, we are one week away from you joining us at Zanies and Rosemont for a fantastic live podcast event. You got to be there. It's going to be great. You want to be there. You want to bring your friends. You want to bring your relatives. You want to bring your enemies. We are going to pack that place and fill it up with laughter. It's going to be a one-night-only event Tuesday, October 24th, Zanies in Rosemont. The showtime is at 7.30. The doors open at 6.30. I will be there. Esmeralda Leon will be my co-host. We'll be on stage. We're going to do trivia with you. You could win amazing prizes, including incredible dinners from the Gale Street Inn, the greatest restaurant on the planet, incredible gift cards from Apt Electronics, 
Uh, we'll be doing some trivia. We're going to be talking about Halloween stuff. There's going to be some scary things happening because we're so close to Halloween. We're going to talk about horror movies. What was the first scary movie you ever saw? We're going to have that discussion. What are your favorite costumes? What are some of the things that you're planning to do for Halloween? So we'll have a very scary Halloween-like conversation. Um, we got some Halloween candy that we're going to be giving away, some weird chewy eyeballs and scary stuff like that. And the special guest that Esmeralda and I will welcome on stage with us is the one, the only, Andrea Darlis, an incredible broadcaster from television and from radio. I worked with her for many, many years over at the Car Wash WGN. She is currently on WLS as a contributor to the Steve Cochran Show, as I am. Um, which you can hear every weekday morning from 5.30 to 9 a.m. on WLS AM 890. And she also has a podcast called Show and Tell that you can hear. And she's just an incredible broadcast legend and has a million stories. And it's be the first time I've actually sat down and interviewed Andrea. I've known Andrea for many, 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 many years, dating back to our days at WGN. And this will be the first time I've ever had the opportunity to sit down on stage and talk to her uh, with Esmeralda, and we'll have a great time. We're also going to play like uh, a, a, a little, uh, a little uh, jelly bean tasting game as well. Scary jelly beans for Halloween. So Andrea Darlis is a special guest. Esmeralda Leon will be on stage with me. You will be there. It'll be interactive. It'll be hilarious. It'll all be recorded. And my dad will be closing the show by coming up and telling a few jokes and uh, he kills. Every time we've done these live podcasts at Zany's, the highlight of the show is my 82-year-old dad getting up on stage and telling jokes. And it'll be no different. It'll be spectacular. So all of that is happening on one night. And that means you have to be there and we have to pack the place and have a great time. Again, Nick D, Podcast Live, one night only, Tuesday, October 24th. Zany's in Rosemont. Doors at 6.30. Show starts at 7.30. Rosemont.zanies.com. Get those tickets now for the Nick D podcast, rosemont.zanies.com, or you can call the box office with reservations or uh, any kind of questions, 847-813-0484, Special guest, Andrea Darlis, me, Esmeralda, my dad telling jokes, giving away a lot of really cool stuff and having a great time, and you being there, it's going to be funny as hell, an incredible night of entertainment that's one night only, Tuesday, October 24th, Zanies in Rosemont, the Nick D podcast, live, rosemont.zanies.com. Get those tickets now. It's going to be a blast. We're going to have a blast. We have a blast doing this podcast. Jason Skaggs does all the music, the themes, and the sounds, and he's great and weird, and I love him. If you want to be a sponsor on this podcast, lots of people listen to this podcast. A lot of people. So it'll be beneficial for you and for me and for everyone involved for you to advertise your product right here on this podcast or be a sponsor. Drop us a note. Sales at RadioMisfits.com. Let's be partners. You want to be a part of the podcast just in general? Leave a voicemail. 24-7, we have the voicemail system set up just for you. I listen to every voicemail, and I play a lot of them back on the podcast. So I encourage you, anytime you want, 24-7, 773-417-6948. Call us now. Drop us an email. Any questions, any contributions, anything you want to say, nickdpodcast at gmail.com. That's what's happening on the podcast. That's what's happening live at Zany's on October 24th. And I expect you all to be there, and it's going to be great. Let's pack the place. And uh, Hi, I'm Carrie oh, Russell, yes, I know. and I love Nick's show. I know you do. And she's very excited about the one-night-only event at Zanies and Rosemont on October 24th. She's, she's, in fact, going to the website right now to get tickets. Rosemont.zanies.com. It's going to be great. Jim Ryan is our music guy, and he's going to be joining us to talk all things music. It's going to be a fun uh, episode, and also a fantastic thing you need to do right now is to check this out, because it rules. Hey there. Are you tired of that same old, the same old stories? Well, buckle up because Brian Alaspas devoured. Yeah, that's right. Brian Alaspas devoured 
is about to take you on a wild ride. St. Louis is teetering on the edge with riots, unrest, and the mayor's downright stubborn insistence that the 4th of July must go on. But don't tell that to public safety manager Logan Field. He's got problems bigger than the most overcooked barbecue. With a deadly attack, a missing boy, and mysterious events that make your Aunt Sally's ghost stories look like a fairy tale, something sinister is brewing in the city. Logan's at his wit's end. The only help he can find is a struggling hunter and a professor who's a whiz with ancient evils. It sounds like the start of a bad joke, right? But there's nothing funny about what's awakening in St. Louis. So join the race against time as this unlikely trio faces down an evil as old as time itself. Think your commute's tough? Try saving a city from being, you guessed it, devoured. Brian Alaspa's Devoured will have you laughing and gasping and frantically flipping pages. So grab some popcorn, turn down those lights, and dive into a world where saving the city just might be the craziest 4th of July ever, and trust us, it's more exciting than a sparkler, and the only thing that might get burned is the midnight oil as you read till dawn. Brian Alaspa's Devoured. Thrilling, chilling, and the perfect way to spice up your summer. It's available now in paperback for Kindle exclusively through Amazon.com. Brian Alaspa's Devoured. Congratulations. You're about to listen to the Nick D Podcast. It's by far the best decision you've made today. It makes the other podcasts seem like crap. Oh yeah, don't be a jagoff. Treat for you, Jim Ryan. Oh, he is on the lion, Jim Ryan. I am about to pour a big bowl of Jim Ryan down your ear hole. Jim Ryan. Five, four, three, two, one, go. Have you ever met a man named Jim? Last name Ryan. Or last name Ryan. First name Jim. Well, this particular one, well, he writes concert reviews. Interviews musicians in golf fancy shoes. Now's the time we turn up the microphone louder so we can hear what Jim Ryan has to say. Again, I want to give an acknowledgement where acknowledgement is due, and that is uh, Jason Skaggs, who does all the music and the themes and the stuff. Been working with this guy for many years, and that's one of my favorite of all the themes he does for my regular guests. And this is a regular guest from Forbes and from the Daily Herald. He sees concerts, he interviews musicians, he's a music dude. Isn't that what they call you? Isn't that what's on your driver's license, music dude? Yeah, it's going to be on the tombstone, too. <laughs> <laughs> tombstone music pizza. Dude. I don't want to hear about death, man. Tombstone <laughs> pizza. Jim Ryan is here. Jim, how are you, my friend? I'm good. How are you? I'm not bad, man. Pretty good. Uh, always a great time to talk to you about music, and uh, you do a ton of interviews. You see a bunch of concerts. You write about music. So anytime I want to talk music, I immediately get a hold of Jim Ryan. Uh, okay, Jim. Uh, so Forbes and uh, Daily Herald, those are the two places where you, uh, where you write pretty regularly, and everybody can check you got that it. stuff out. And RadioJimRyan.com is your website. That is it. Radio Jim Ryan, at the, uh, uh, you're not on the radio, though, uh, uh, that often. <laughs> I, I was when I formed that uh, email right. many years ago. 
not not so much anymore. Not so yeah. much anymore. And uh, you know, we mentioned this before, but you were one of those dudes doing traffic. You did traffic at the car wash when I used to work there. Oh my god, uh, that's so I, funny. I believe that's how we met. I believe it, we met through the world of traffic, and that's how Esmeralda and I met too through the Isn't world. Isn't that crazy? Of two of Almost my twenty years of traffic for me, Nick, which Isn't is about cr- eighteen and a half too many. That's a- <laughs> I believe you and Esmeralda have the same opinion of that uh, as well. That's how I met my partner, Esmeralda. That's how I met you. A lot of people came through the world of traffic. But, man, you were a dude up there flying around in helicopters and shit. I was doing that, yeah. That's that's the part of it I kind of missed. Yeah. I mean, how Getting can you? There? You can't beat that, right? I mean, what the I, hell? I believe you told me, if I'm not mistaken, I think one of the last times we spoke, you actually revealed to me, and I've known you a long time, Jim. I've known you a long time. <laughs> you finally revealed to me, or at least maybe you did, and I wasn't listening because I'm a prick. Um... That you are actually afraid of heights or some yeah. shit. Yeah, like that's that? true. That is totally true. How the hell? Are you, and you're up in that, in the, you know, we see it on TV. We see the people <laughs> running around going, hey, there's some shit on the Kennedy. Enjoy your morning. And he's a jagoff in a, in a helicopter. Right. And you were a jagoff in a helicopter doing that. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. What was that uh, like? What's you know, that the, like? I'll tell you, the, the worst of it was the first time I ever did. I had never been in a helicopter. And so I go to do my demo because you, you have to go up, you do, you know, you you just do a fake report basically and you, you send it back to the studio and they decide if they're actually going to put you on the air. Yeah. So I, I go to do it for the first time and the pilot takes one look at me and he goes, do we need to bring barf bags up? <laughs> <laughs> and I go. Did you, was it that obvious? So the, 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 what's, come on, are you going to actually say yes to that question, right? Nobody's going to. Right. So I go, I go, no, absolutely not. Yeah. And then Especially if look. it's your if it's your demo, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like that seems like the perfect way to never do it again. <laughs> yeah. Aside from vomiting in the helicopter, which would probably yeah, either way. Yeah. Um so I go up and <laughs> the airport's in Schaumburg. So you go oh. we go right up over Irving Park Road at like Route 59 at Schaumburg Airport. So you're basically hovering over the Elgin O'Hare Expressway where there's really never traffic. <laughs> right. And we, we go, we fly straight up. We hover over that for about five minutes. I thought I was going to puke, but I didn't. And then we landed and I was okay. And I wound up doing it for like 15 years. Wow. <laughs> All right. So that first time when you just go up that little, you don't even, you barely move. Yeah. So the next time you get the gig, mm-hmm. okay, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the next time you're clearly going to be moving from that, from, you know what I mean? It's not going to be the same. It's not going to be, you're not going to go up and not fucking move. At one point, you're literally going to have to move, Jim. Were you, do, yeah, were, you cons- were you concerned about that at all? No, it was like, just keep getting the next opportunity was really what yeah. it was. Because I never, I was doing a fill-in, right? So I never had a chance to get super used to it at first anyway. Like, I, like what I was praying for was, was for someone to go on vacation. Like, let me do this five days in a row and, and yeah. try to get used to it as opposed yeah. to, let me do it once and then I'll do it again in six months. And then, right. you know, like... Um, it was always, it was always interesting. I mean, cause here's what, here's what people forget when you go up in a helicopter, it does not go straight and make left and right turns. It banks, right? Like, yeah. so the way, the way you're in there where I would sit was what would be the driver's seat. If we were in a car, the pilot yes. is actually to my right. So he's yeah. where the passenger seat. It's like British. It's the, it's like, yeah, British. yeah, exa- yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. When you would turn, when you would have to go left or right, you just bank. You don't turn subtly. You just bank and go. So like when we would turn, when we would go to make a left or go left, all of a sudden I'm looking straight down out of the helicopter at the ground, right? Because I have a window to my left. So when you bank, that's what you're looking at. And that took some getting used to, Nick. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm. I'm, No. I no. That's it. That's my answer, Jim. No. 
Uh, a, a guy that I work with, uh, the next day after I did my demo, because they're they're demoing all these different people, right? Yeah. He he went up and the door to the helicopter oh, God. flew open. Oh, Jesus. In the middle of his demo, and he dropped, I think it was like a pen and an assignment notebook where he was going to take notes. Like, all of it fell out of the helicopter onto the Elgin O'Hare. You know what would I have was fell like, out I'm of the really, I'll really tell you, that would be the least me. of the shit that fell out of the uh, helicopter if that happened to me. Yeah. I might have, I might have had some vomit to expel no, from the helicopter. Be all kind of, every, every orifice would have been shooting shit out of it. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> Well, uh, congratulations on your bravery. Uh, uh, thank you. Thank <laughs> but you. I mean, but that actually it kind of really does put it into perspective for who, for for like the, like the people who actually do this on a regular. And also, I mean, my God, I mean the amazing people in the military who do that stuff under very right. stressful and important situations. You know what I mean? Like going up in the air and like saying, "Yeah, there's nobody on the Kennedy." That's not really going to get you a medal. <laughs> you know no. what I mean? Uh-uh. I'm over, you know, you're over the the really dangerous terrain of Schaumburg. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That's not. That's not. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, you're wrong. Okay, well, you look good. I've seen you do it, and you look good in there, man. You look like uh, you look like you were not about to vomit. So that's very good. You know, what I, what I always say that the, the last thing on this is, and this is to your point, those pilots are so fantastic at what they do on a daily basis that yeah. I stopped once I did it a couple times. I stopped being nervous pretty quickly because. I would use them as my gauge. If they ever looked nervous, then oh, I wait, knew there was a problem. Hold, hold, hold on, hold on, How often does the train go by? So often you won't even notice it. Okay, and we're off. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying, you, uh, a shout out to the people that actually do it for real. No, they're, yeah, they're so good at it. Like, if, yeah. if they were ever nervous, then I knew we had problems. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Well, all right, well, you don't shoot traffic anymore, but I just thought nope. we'd go into a very long <laughs> seven-minute explanation as to why your name is Radio Jim Ryan. Uh, yes. And so that's okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but you've always been into music, and that's what you do. Uh, you're right about music. You get interviewed. You, 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 uh, who, who's the guy who takes all the pictures for you that we want to acknowledge really quickly? Uh, Barry Breckeisen, one of the, yeah. the best rock and roll photographers in the city. Yeah, exactly right. And his uh, son comes with you or daughter? His daughter, his daughter, eight-year-old yes. daughter. She comes with us a lot. Yeah, it's hilarious. That's awesome. Okay, cool. Uh-huh. So those are the adventures. Uh, Jim gets the interviews. He sees the concerts. His friend brings his eight-year-old daughter. A little babysitting. Yeah, it's all yeah. over the place. I'll have a blast. All right. Yep. Let's uh, talk about the interviews first, and then we'll talk about some concerts. And I've been to a few. Um, I've noticed you know, it's that, amazing. Yes. It's amazing when you actually uh, uh, start to socialize with people and actually have a girlfriend. How incredible is where you can actually go out and do things in the world, and uh, and I've been doing that thanks to my thanks to my girlfriend Julie. We've been going out a lot lately and going to some concerts. So I've got a few to talk about with you. Yeah, we've been you and I have been at a bunch of the same ones. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so uh, well, first before we do that, let's uh, talk mm-hmm. about some of the interviews. Let's let's lead, man. Let's lead, Bernie Taupin, man. You talk to Bernie Taupin, uh, does not get much bigger uh, than that. Um, there are the word legend gets thrown a lot, around yeah. a lot, but in the world of songwriting, this fucking guy is a true legend he's got a new book and you talk to bernie taup and please give me the highlights on that one man yeah scattershot is the name of the new book from uh, bernie top and it's a really fascinating kind of memoir and it traces you know what's interesting is he he's been i mean you know kind of a closed book i don't mean to <laughs> make a book metaphor there but he doesn't do a lot of this stuff he hasn't done a lot of press over the years you know he did a little when the rocket man movie came out but for the most part you don't hear a lot from him so it's Really fascinating to get kind of that glimpse into the songwriting process between him, Elton, and John, because Elton talks about it a bit, um, but Bernie really breaks it down over the course of 400 pages. I mean, he wrote, I think he told me, eight or 900 pages and narrowed it down to this. So, I mean, 
an awful lot uh, in this book, and it's it is kind of a fascinating glimpse into the most. Are, are they the most successful uh, songwriting duo in history? Or, or like Goffin and Lennon, Kane, Lennon, like, Lennon, uh, Lennon McCartney, Lennon. right? Yeah. Right, like, yeah. but right, right there in the team photo, oh, yeah. right in the, the top yeah. couple. Absolutely, not no, no question about it. Um, yeah. So what was what? What did you guys talk about in general? What were some of the things, some, some of the highlights for you? I mean, that's really. I mean, you know, when you're talking to somebody of that, because you've talked to a lot of legends in the past, and does it ever? By the way, when you're talking to these music legends, or you meet them face to face, or you're doing a little Zoom call, because you've talked to some amazing people and you've interviewed some really cool people, is there ever like a? How long does it take you to get over sort of like the fan thing or the fact that shit, man, I am talking to Bernie? I'm like, you know, you're. <laughs> You know, you're hanging out with Andy Summers for Christ's sake. I mean, that's a big I, I, <laughs> stuff like that. I, we spent, yeah, we basically spent a weekend with Andy Summers, which is fascinating. But honestly, that's where, it, like, you have to uh, you have to get out of your system in the in person ones pretty quick because what what we've kind of we talk about this every time. Like, if you can talk to these guys on a on a fairly normal level without going fanboy, you you can usually carry on a pretty normal conversation. It's when when the the fan, if you can't avoid the fan part, that's where it, it starts getting really awkward. Yeah. Because usually they they want to hear. Like if we if we see somebody after a show, I've I've had a bunch of musicians tell me it's strange if you don't bring up the show. They want they want you to bring that up. So oh they do. If you can okay. do that with if you can do that without being Chris Farley talking yeah. to Paul McCartney. Yeah. Then you're okay. Yeah. So it's yeah. but that's that's where I always have to yeah I always have it, to remind myself. It is interesting as someone who's, I've been lucky enough over the years when I was in radio to, uh, to interview a lot of pretty amazing people uh, in every facet of entertainment and, uh, and stuff like that. And at first, and you know, like every once in a while, but you get over it because it's your job. Yeah. You got you to mm-hmm. be a professional. Yep. But there is that moment, and I'm not kidding, I never really got over it. There is that moment where you first see the person, you go, <gasps> fuck, that's, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember oh, Andy yeah. Summers being a big one. I went to the bathroom. Um, and uh, I came out for the bathroom, and I walked in, back into the radio studio, and there's Andy Summers sitting, like, uh, I don't know, six feet away from where I was going to sit. And right. I, I was like, fuck, that's Andy Summers. Holy shit. You know, because that's... And then the police were the biggest group for me, personally, my high school years. They were the band. And to have Andy Summers sitting in there, and then, like I said, I shook his hand, and he was a really cool dude, and I was like, okay, cool, I'm over it. He's Andy Summers. And that's what you have to do. But, it, but you can't, yes, and the great, the great way of putting it is you can't Chris Farley it. You can't. <laughs> so it's, I mean, you—it's not because it's like it's not even funny. It just is awkward so fast that it's, there's yeah. no quicker way to end those moments than to yeah. do that. That's true. So, what else did you touch upon with uh, with Taupin? I mean, he's got so many things. And have you? Uh, did, is his book out, or is it? Uh, have you yeah, it's it out. Uh, it came out came out a couple weeks ago, and it's okay. what's really interesting about it is. And by the I'm way, the book is called, do we this. say the name of the book? I just want to mention. If it's, Scattershot. Is Scattershot, Life, Elton, Music, and Me. Scattershot is the name of Bernie mm-hmm. Tuffman's book. Okay, keep going. But these these guys that, you know, grew up and spent <laughs> grew up and spent time before there was a thing called rock and roll, that's always a really fascinating time period for me. I mean, you figure Rocket 88, I think, is always, they always say that's like the first rock and roll song and that's like 56 or 58 or something so these guys that existed before the advent of rock and roll especially in the uk where uh the uh bbc wasn't playing really anything interesting or of substance they were hardly playing any american artists at all so like these guys really have to like seek out stuff that's cool right so for bernie he was getting uh records from american artists and i've heard a ton of of uh, British artists say this, he was getting American records from servicemen on a military base near where he was growing up. 
because the Americans yeah. servicemen would bring the records with them and then mm. you could get it from them mm-hmm. in the UK. So he was getting records from somebody on like a Royal Air Force base near him. That whole thing always fascinates me. But what took him initially is American country music. Um, the big one for him was Marty Robbins, El Paso in 59. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of came to artists like the Leuven Brothers and Lefty Frizzell. So that, say whatever you want about country music, but country music is really defined by that idea of storytelling, especially, you know, older country music. So it, it makes total sense how this guy was able to just immediately start writing such great songs. Because one of his first handful of songs that he wrote was your song. Oh, <laughs> so we're, we're, we're not even talking like that it took him, you know, 20 years before he started writing good songs. Yeah. Your song was right. He wrote it when he was 17. Uh, it's unbelievable. It's, it's insane, right? Yeah. It's, it is. It's crazy. I, you know, like when I was, um, there was a period of time where, where I was completely obsessed with Elton John um, um, in the 70s. Like he was my, my, my favorite. Um, and some of those songs. I mean, that that there's that period between the beginning of Elton John's career till right around well till till he, st- till he stopped doing drugs and got sober. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, it kind of coincides with that. Till like I'm not I'm still standing. Like from that from that point. I, on, you I'm know what like, I love? I love I'm still standing. I do too. No, I do. You know <laughs> I, what? I, I do too. I do too. And and but it's that it's that period from the beginning of Elton John's career through like the early '80s where it's like, what the fuck is going on here? You know what I mean? Like. Right. So many unbelievable songs at the height of the of, of the power of both of their talents as yeah. songwriting partners and as an Elton John as a performer. Uh, there were few acts on the planet that were better than Elton John during that stretch, during the early 70s through the early, the early 80s. That 10 year stretch. Unbelievable. <laughs> hit after hit. And even if it's not a hit, song after song that are brilliant. Right. And some of these albums are, Jesus Christ. I mean, they're unbelievable, you know? Well, it was funny. He he referenced as one of his favorites a song from an era that, that is amongst my least favorites. Kind of, I think we're probably going in the same direction here. He told me one of his favorite songs they've written together is Sacrifice. Uh-huh. Yeah, I hate almost everything from that era. Like that's the era of Elton John. That even though that's what I grew up with, I, it's yeah. so, there's a lot of cheesy stuff. Oh, yeah. in there. Yeah, club at the end of the street. And, yeah, no, it's bad. There's bad stuff there. I don't want to go I, on with you like that. I mean, there's yeah. some bad songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. So uh, now, did you guys? Did you guys talk about the movie Rocket Man or at all? Or uh, we didn't get into Rocket Man much at all. Actually, okay. No. Uh, okay. We, I was curious to see because the thing is, I wasn't going to add because Rocket Man. I love that movie. I I liked it. Yeah. I yeah, love that movie, and, and I just think I think everything about it is great. And it was like for me, it was the antidote to fucking Bohemian Rhapsody, which is <laughs> which is a movie that I absolutely abhor. I hate everything about it. It is, um, it's a complete lie. It's bullshit. It's like it's like the filmmakers and Brian May and Ron yeah, Taylor, I know, who, I know, and, and who I've allowed to that Brian shit May too. I know, I know, man, it's... who allowed that shit to happen. It's like they took a piss on Freddie's grave, and I will never forgive them, nor will I ever. Uh, not hate every frame of that lying movie. Um, but Rocket Man to me was was a wonderful celebration. It also helps that, you know, like Elton John was there to, right. you know, to be a, you know, and Bernie Taupin, they were all there when the movie was being made. And it was also a fantasy. It was a musical. So it broke out into song. And so when I, I was going to say, did Bernie Taupin, was, was it accurate? It doesn't really matter because it's a musical. <laughs> and, and I know that all the stuff in it, uh, the, the, the basis of all of it is absolutely true. But obviously, you know, he didn't fly while he was in L.A., you know, at the L.A. Dodger Stadium. You know, he, he did not float up in the air, nor did he at the Troubadour. Uh, none of that really, that didn't really happen. 
But uh, I would like I would love to have heard. Uh, I'm sure he was happy with it. his names on the credits. Bernie Taupin's name is on the credits, so um, you know. Yeah, I mean it's 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 this fascinating thing, right? I mean, he literally answers a wanted ad. Uh, yeah, and that that's where he meets Elton John, and yeah. well, he meets he meets as he's as he always points out, he met Reg Dwight. Yeah, Elton John, Elton John, the perform the amazing performance songwriter doesn't exist yet. Yep. They're trying, they get together and they're trying to write hits for who are some of the artists he referenced. He said Engelbert Humperdinck, yeah. Tom Jones. They're pushing him to try to write pop songs for the pop artists of the day, and obviously that fails. Yeah. Then they start trying to write psychedelic songs for artists like Procol Harum or Pink Floyd. But the problem there is that those artists write their own songs. Yep. He goes, so finally, he goes, it just became this thing where it was like, one of us is going to have to perform. And they just looked at each other and shrugged their shoulders. And he looked at Elton and said, well, you can sing. So I guess it's you. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's it. It's amazing. You know, like, it becomes Elton John. Yeah, it's crazy. It's amazing how, you know, you, you're talking about this stuff where songwriters at one point, um, you know how the music business is so different. Well, it's on so many levels now, and even more recent in recent history, how different it is. But back in those days, you know, like people like Carol King and Burt Bacharach and all these other right. amazing songwriters, that's what they did. They wrote mm-hmm. songs, literally and they wrote sitting them at a th- desk for like eight hours, ten hours yeah. a day. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, and those songs would go out to, to the artists of the day, yeah. and that just doesn't exist anymore. That business does not. I mean, the the the, the music business has changed. It, in, in enormous ways but that's one of the big core differences is now is that they that the whole songwriting industry quote unquote is a different ball game now right yeah it's so interesting to think back then i mean you've got and then like labels have their own in-house teams right Mo- motown yeah. has holland dozier holland writing yeah. just songs for motown like it's yeah it's the whole thing is crazy yeah it is and 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 those songs and those teams and those songwriters fucking amazing mm-hmm. uh, amazing so, all right, what a, what, a, what, a, what a treat to talk to Bernie Taupin. Again, the book is called Scattershot, Life, Elton, Music, and Me, and it's out now. And the, rev- and the interview with Bernie Taupin uh, that Jim did is available at Forbes.com, so make sure you check it out. Now, you've done some uh, other interviews. Let's go from top to bottom. You d- interviewed Corey, pa- Corey Feldman and Insane Clown Posse. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> Um, I, I, that's one of my that's one of my favorite things at Riot Fest every year is that there's some random that, shit like that. That's, that's what I'm saying. I wanted to go from Bernie Taupin <laughs> to Corey Feldman and Insane Clown Posse because I just wanted to show the spectrum <laughs> of the the experience of, of Jim Ryan as journalist. So Riot Fest took place. So we'll talk a little yeah. bit about that. You did go to Riot Fest, and mm-hmm. we'll get your thoughts on some of the performances and who was there and all that cool stuff. Uh, and by the way, was was Guar not at Riot Fest this year? So this was the first year since it has since it's moved outside, which was 2012. First year, neither Guar nor Andrew WK performed. Last year there was no Andrew WK. Yeah. This year it was neither of them. So okay, here's really the thing. turning this a unique corner in the history. No, fuck the corner. <laughs> they closed the thing down. Close it down. I don't care about anybody else. If Guar doesn't perform at Riot Fest, I forget it all. Shut it down. Yeah, but it's like they couldn't they couldn't go Guar, but they did get ICP, Nick. I mean, they right. did get okay. a band that's going to paint themselves up and do crazy shit. They still have that component. Yeah, but don't put ICP in the same category as Guar. Because Guar fucking rules, and you know that, I love Jim. Guar. Yeah, I do. Guar I do. fucking rules, and, and ICP, yes. they're idiots, okay? But, all right. But, I mean, like, Guar, those guys, I mean, there's a goddamn, uh, like, amazing, one of the greatest rock documentaries of all time last year. It's really came good. Yeah, about. it's great. Yeah, it's fantastic, and it's about Guar, mm-hmm. these incredible theater dork genius artists, um, who have this insane sense of humor <laughs> and who have been carrying on this amazing tradition of Guar. Again, I've said this before, Jim. I do not own a single Guar album. Okay, I okay. don't. 
I would never voluntarily put on any Guar music. But I've told every single person I've ever met that you have not lived a complete <laughs> life if you have not seen Guar at least once, at least once in your life. They're fucking amazing. I love Guar. <laughs> so, but can I, can I ask you a question? Do you, do you yeah. own an ICP album? No. <laughs> that Jim, just curious. Asked me, just let curious. me let me let me just say this right now, Jim. Over the years, you've asked me some really fucking stupid questions. That's number one. <laughs> That is without question number one. Do I own any sure. ICP? Do I like own it. any insane? No, I don't own any insane clown posse CDs. Come do you, on, do you drink any Fago? Do you have any variety of Fago <laughs> cola in the fridge at this very moment? Not at the moment. I ran out. Well, of then you, you, my friend, are not a juggalo. No, I am not a juggalo. It's real simple. It's real simple. <laughs> is the, no seriously? That's what I had to question about to find out that I'm not a juggalo. It wasn't obvious. Was, there weren't. You know, there weren't was, other. It was debatable. <laughs> I was going to say there weren't other hints that I'm not a juggalo. Uh, I don't know. All right. Well, well, let's. Okay. You didn't because it says here <laughs> you interviewed Corey Feldman. Did you interview them together? Uh they were about twenty minutes apart. Oh, yeah, okay. Corey, I thought Corey was, was still. Corey was still in the media tent. In fact, when I interviewed ICP, <laughs> and ICP okay. kept shouting out Corey Feldman. <laughs> I guess Corey has appeared. This is going to shock you, but Corey has appeared at their annual concert. The gathering, the gathering yeah. of the juggalos. Yeah, Corey the has juggalo. been there. That's I'm shocked by that. All right, all right. Well, let's let's. Well, with hell, let's get insane clown posse out of the way. So there, you talked to those jagoffs. What, <laughs> right, so, what is it like to talk to those idiots? Uh, what was the interview, and what did you talk about? Did you go, "Hi, you're idiots. Welcome." Did, I mean, what? I, well, <laughs> um, we well, I mean, we talked about the fact that you know, all kidding aside, they don't really do a lot of this. They don't play at a lot of festivals. No, they don't. It's true. They yeah. they kind of they've. From a Forbes standpoint, Nick, I mean, here here's kind of the, the conversation, which is they have managed to build and adequately brand this world where the fans come to them, right? Like yes. they, they've been yep. able to cut out a lot of them. Yep. yep. And in terms of monetizing music, which is really hard to do, they have nonetheless figured out some really interesting, unique ways to do it um, without having to tour like crazy, which is kind of... I'm sure there's a lot of artists who'd like to figure that one out, right? Yeah, it's true. So it was in that, in terms of that kind of thing, like a Forbes conversation. I just thought it would be really funny. I'm like, I'm gonna interview, yeah, insane clown posse, and find a way to make it a really business centric article. See, that was my because I thought because it would make me laugh. That was all. Well, I really this is was this is why there's day. a Pulitzer on your on the way for you as a journalist. <laughs> I'm a real pro. <laughs> yeah. Well, what was it like? Talk- I mean, was it fun to talk to these guys? Or, you know? Yeah, it was. Uh, I, now, so I talked to Violent J. I did not talk to his partner, Shaggy Too Dope. I only talked to Violent J. Um, but I asked him what he was excited about seeing at Riot Fest during the weekend. And he pointed to the other side of the tent and yelled, Corey fucking Feldman! That's my boy! Full face paint, holding a two-liter bottle of Fago. He actually, I think he had to put the bottle of Fago down so he could point and shout out Corey Feldman. <laughs> Sometimes you just look at yourself and go, where the hell am I? What is? What am I doing right now? And does your friend, was his daughter there at that time? Yeah, no. Was his eight-year-old no. daughter standing no. next to you when, no, no, when, no. A, when, she... a, when a guy in full juggalo makeup said, Corey fucking Feldman! It was... <laughs> She was there the day before to see okay. Food Fighters. Oh, to see Food Fighters, all right. Uh-huh. But she was there for uh, for ICP. Okay. Uh, you know, it was interesting. 
No, I asked him, I said, hey, what's what's the key to, what's what's your approach to branding? How do you build a brand that is resonant, but remains authentic to a yes. fan base that will call you out real quickly if they if they didn't think it was, right? Yeah. I'm looking for it here in my article. He said, now I've got to, do you want me to clean this up or do you want me no, to just? No, no, man. Okay. No. He said, and I quote, you got to make it the motherfucking shit. You know what I'm saying? If it's garbage, it ain't going to fucking last. So make it fucking dope. It's not a hard thing to ask yourself. What would you think is dope? What do you and your homies think is fresh? Put it down like that hard. <laughs> so there you go. That's Violet J on his approach to branding. As reported I, by Forbes. I am thrilled. I'm sure that the fucking <laughs> editors at Forbes were like, this is the greatest shit we've ever published. In, uh, there's a, let me just tell you, there's a lot of hyphens in place of <laughs> vowels in uh, the spelling of a couple of those words. That's amazing. Oh, my yeah. God. Now, we have that recorded. I will be dropping that in every once in a while Perfect. on your next on your next visits, Jim. Uh, Thank God. So, oh, my God. Is that funny? All right. So. Not to be anticlimactic, but before that, you got to talk to Corey Feldman. <laughs> uh, one of the Corys, the other Corey, uh, uh-huh. unfortunately, had passed away, Corey Haim. I remember back in the 80s when they were the Hamster and the Feld Dog. That yeah. was their, that's what they were. Well, Corey Feldman, of course, known as a child actor who's been in a ton of things that we all remember, uh, and, uh, and then began doing the music stuff in, with weird, like, uh, he hung out with Michael Jackson, uh, and then he was uh-huh. doing, like, Michael Jackson impressions, and then... Then he started to release records, and people like Howard Stern have fun just having him on, just to fucking mock him, I think. And yet he yeah. takes this shit really seriously, like he really he does. does. Um, That's so the what thing, was it yeah. like? What was it like to talk to Corey, the, the delusional and weird Corey Feldman? What's what is interesting about it is the dichotomy you just hit on, which is the fact that no one really takes it seriously except for him. Yeah, and it's not a it's not a joke to him. He takes yep. it very seriously. I know he does. Yeah. Um, you, you said he's been in a lot of movies that we know. Well, he's put out six albums that we don't know. <laughs> six albums. I'm not making that up. Six. He just put out he just put out a box set called Love Left 2.1. It's a six-disc retrospective box set featuring documentaries and a remixed and remastered take on his 1992 <laughs> debut, Love Left, as it turns 30. Oh so there is that. I can't even... I can't even. Would you like to hear more about this box oh, set? Please, 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 please. Because, I, 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 you know, Christmas is coming up. I have to, you know, I have to buy things for people. So they're all going to get the Corey Feldman box set. <laughs> he says, and I quote, the box set has some futuristic stuff like a hologram that dances across the top of the heart-shaped box. Nobody's ever done that before. So I'm the first artist in history to have a hologram of themselves dance across their own box set. So that's pretty cool. Oh, that's amazing. That's wow. his quote. That's unbelievable. Wow. Um, well, what else did you talk about gremlins? Because that would have been the only thing. Well, been... <laughs> we, it was it, interestingly enough, um, you know, we, we started talking about the idea of storytelling. I said, you know, everything you do is storytelling, whether it's the documentary you made, you know, recently, yeah. you know, whether it's films, whether it's music, all the storytelling is a big component. And he took that as his opportunity to. Yeah. He went crazy blasting. Um, Everybody who, who he, he was very a very staunch supporter of the writer's strike. Okay. So unlikely voice of reason, Corey Feldman at Riot yeah. Fest advocating for writers. That's amazing. That's mm-hmm. wow, that's amazing. All right. Well, mm-hmm. well, well Corey really, Feldman, really if you animated. want to get the you want to get the box set, it's out there. You can have a little Corey Feldman dancing around on your uh, 
genitals if you if you uh, if you want. <laughs> hey, there there was one band he was very excited to see all weekend. Would you? It wasn't would you insane care? clown posse because they were. Not, he, no, there was it was not apparently a mutual admiration. Society <laughs> no, <there. no. laughs> but I think you'll enjoy. Uh, now I feel now I feel bad for ICP. <laughs> they did uh, not get the re- love back from. I oh, no, who was he looking forward to? Mr. Bungle. <laughs> you, what? Okay, you, I, I like Mr. Bungle very much. Right? But... And then okay. he was he was doubling down on, he's like, you know, I'm a big Faith No More fan. Like, he was really... Wow. It, it, either, he, either he prepared well for this interview, or he actually is a fan of Mr. Bungle. Wow, which, so he's a, Mike, he's a Mike Patton guy. Mike Patton, uh-huh. Holy Mike, shit. That's Scott Ian from Anthrax, too. He claims to be a huge... Faith No More guy. Uh, well, okay, Corey then Feldman. I guess I like it. I like I give Corey Feldman a little more. I, I'm yeah, liking him more and more. A little by more the end credit. Of day. Yeah, he likes Mike Patton. I think Mike Patton is one of the Mike, Mike Patton's one of the greatest frontmen in rock, man. Uh, all right, I love Faith No More. I love Mr. Bungle. All right, there's something I have in common. There you go, Jim. You've accomplished something. <laughs> I now discovered that I have something in common with Corey Feldman. Uh, besides, at one point, I was I drank a lot. That's the only thing that I think. That I have in common. <laughs> All right. Oh, All right. So, uh, Riot Fest in general, how was it? Uh, what were what were the highlights? Quickly, Corey Feldman and ICP. Um, <laughs> you know, Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters are always good. You know what you're getting there. Yep. Uh, the Cure was great. You know, kind of a, a victory lap, I think, for people who may have missed them the first time around at United Center. And mm-hmm. what's always fun sometimes about those festival sets with a band like The Cure is, you know, they're doing a bunch of new music on this tour. And it's yeah. Great. New music holds up really well, but you get them into a festival setting with a shorter set and. Yeah really kind of forces them to to focus on the hits a little more and they just rolled hit after hit it was it was really great the cure is just absolutely firing on all cylinders right now that's great twenty dollar t-shirts they're bringing that's bringing cool. the price down on all the merch you that's know posters great. were were 20 bucks they're that's awesome robert smith uh trying to fix a lot of what's wrong with the live music right now which is good cool. for him good for him now the cure a classic band i've seen them live many times and it's been it's been many years though it's nice to hear that they're still uh, they're still doing it. You saw the Breeders too, Annie DeFranco. I've seen them both of those acts many many times. George Clinton. Yeah, I mean, George, he, George Clinton was there, and I think he's like eighty one or eighty two. People God forget how old damn. he is. I know he Amazing. was right there at the beginning of that funk thing with, you know, James Brown and Bootsy and all these guys. Legend. So yeah, it's Legend. yeah. You never know. I mean, are we gonna? You never know if you're gonna get another chance to see somebody like that, right? That's what's True. always crazy to me. That's so. True. Mr. Bungle. Well, speaking of Mr. Bungle, how was Mr. Bungle? <laughs> Mr. Bungle was awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty much never going to turn on an opportunity to watch Scott Ian run around. I agree. You know, I, well, or in, like, like we mentioned, the aforementioned Mike Patton, who I just think is spectacular. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite stories, I don't, I'm not going to tell it now, but I, maybe I think I told you this, was a show that I saw uh, with Faith No More and, um, uh, shit, Helmet? Okay. Um, and, this, uh, was this at the Aragon by chance? Yes, yes it was at the Aragon, and it involved Did, uh, chairs being... Chairs? chairs being, yes. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I won't get into it, but it's one of the. I mean, I've seen I Faith No it. More. I've seen Faith No More a million. I've seen them a bunch. I've seen Mr. Bungle come. I'm a big fan of that of that genre and those guys, and uh, so that's very very cool. All right, so me and Corey Feldman are going to go next time. We'll go together. There you so go. That's, that's what's happening. <laughs> hey, by the way, I went to a concert last night. As we taped this, I saw uh, Claudio Simonetti and Goblin, okay, uh, perform uh, live during a screening of Demons. Uh, Dario Ooh, Argento awesome. produced it. And they, 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 his band, uh, Claudio Simonetti, he's got uh, a, a four-piece band, three, uh, three, uh, a, a drummer, a guitarist, and a bass player, um, and he's on keys and stuff. And all he, perf- he, he's composed along with his band Goblin over the years. You know, the, the, the members of those band of that band being kind of a revolving door. Um, but over the years, he's recorded and composed music for tons of really cool horror movies and stuff, including Suspiria and Deep Red and Dawn of the Dead. And um, 
They did. They showed Demons, which is a movie that Lamberto Bava directed back in 1985. Um, they did the live score accompanying the screening of the movie, and it was awesome. Then they took a break, and they came back out, and they played a whole bunch of shit from over the years of Goblin and all the movies that they've done with a bunch of really cool stuff on the screen behind them. They played almost three hours long, and it was oh, at, wow. the, at the Copernicus Center. Ooh, I love that place. Okay. I do too, man. And I grew up going there as the Gateway Theater. In fact, that's the theater where my dad took me at eight years old to see The Exorcist. Nice. Um, yeah. And at one point, they actually did it. He's like, I love horror movies, so we will do some other composers. So they did uh, Halloween. So he did like a great rock prog rock because it's a prog rock band goblin's a prog totally, rock okay. he's a prog rock guy and so he did like a jammy version of all of the themes that he did in other in other movies and stuff uh and then did like a prog rock version of tubular bells with all the images of the exorcist on the screen it was fucking cool it was cool man it was it was one of the best shows i've seen goblin that's the fourth time i've seen goblin and um best by far the best um nice. the current the current lineup he has is you know they're young and they're ready to jam and the bass player is a woman and she's hot so that was fun um, yeah, and then Demons is a fantastic... I forgot how 80s the movie is. Okay. It's very 80s. At one point, you know, because they, they were trying to look for the American market, because it it's an Italian gore horror movie. Okay. With over-the-top gore, pus flying, fangs, people getting their throat ripped out. It's fantastic. And, um, and all of that accompanied by this fantastic rock score by Seminetti and, and Goblin, and it was played at supersonic levels at the Gateway Theater. <laughs> I was in the nice. third row. I was in the third row. My brain was exploding. Um, but um, I forgot exactly how 80s that movie is because it, <laughs> it came out in like 1985. And on the soundtrack is like Accept uh, is on the soundtrack. Remember the metal band Accept? Yeah. They're on the soundtrack. Um, when, I heard, when I heard We Close uh, 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 Our Eyes by Go West, I was like, oh, this is <laughs> 80s. When Go West is on the soundtrack of a horror movie, an Italian horror movie, I forgot. I felt like I was in a different world. I had completely forgotten that they were on the soundtrack, but uh, Go but West. it was fun. Well, it's amazing. Yeah. So uh, uh, I've only been to the I've only been to the Copernicus Center one time, and it was to see Fog Hat and Blue Oyster Cult. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. They've kept that place up really well. Though. It's, it's beautiful, beautiful man. I mean, when it closed in the 80s, because I went there when I was a kid. That was a movie theater. It was called The Gateway then. Now it's called The Copernicus. Center. Right. And it's located on Lawrence near Central, right, in uh, mm -hmm. Jefferson Park, in the Jeff Park uh, neighborhood. And I've been there a million times when I was a kid. That was a movie theater that I would go to. A it's literally 10 steps from the Blue Line stop. It is literally from the Jefferson Park stop, you know, where the buses are and everything. The, the, right. You can literally get there. It's the easy, one of the easiest places to get to. And the fucking place is beautiful. It's beautiful. They've done an unbelievable job. And they have a lot of, um, you know, Polish uh, events that take place right, there. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of, like, uh, a lot of really cool concerts and, and performances and things. But, man, it's a beautiful venue for a concert, man. I, I'm, I, yep. I, I'm really surprised that more bigger acts don't look at this, this venue more. I think it, sh I think it should be. I think, they're, they're, you know, shows that end up at the, at the Aragon or places like that should end up there. Or Talia Hall, if you can't get down to Pilsen. You know, if it's easier for you on the northwest side, man, this place is beautiful. And the kind of acts that can fill Talia Hall or some of those other places could definitely fill the gateway or the Hernicus. How bad of disrepair did that place fall into when it closed in the it was, 80s? It was a shithole. Uh, really? Seriously. It was that oh, bad? Because no. I'm shocked. You can't tell. No, like, it was. It, by, that's you know, incredible. The, I, mean, it, you know, I mean, the bathroom is still like sort of the bathroom. Uh, the men's right. room. I mean, it's it's they fixed it up and stuff like that. But the lobby but the, is beautiful. The interior, and the interior of the beautiful. theater is gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Wow. The stars on the ceiling and everything. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, when that place, like in the 80s, like I think it closed in 84, right around that time. Okay. Dump, dump. Wow. 
by that point. Yeah, you never yeah. guess that in the in the theater itself. Wow, that's crazy. Saw the Jaws Yacht there. Was... Saw The Exorcist there. Uh, I think the last movie that I saw there before they shut down was uh, Python's Meaning of Life. I think that was the last one that I saw there. Um, uh, I went to a theater down. yesterday. Then that was the the flip side of that uh, okay. as part of Open House Chicago. Yeah. Have you ever been? Have you ever been in the, the Regal Avalon on 79th at Stone uh, Island? I have years ago, years Did ago. My do girlfriend doesn't live very far there? from there. Actually, my girlfriend does not live far from there. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Did you and do we the Pearl Jam thing in '92 there? I did not, but I, I was there. I was there years ago. Um, but yeah, no, we were actually how we were thinking about going to that, and we didn't. Uh, so it must have been cool, right? At the, in the Regal. Yeah. Well, I mean, the problem is like, so it hasn't hosted anything in like 15 years. Yeah. So it is owned, and they're they're trying to get the doors open back up on it, but you can tell now the water damage is getting worse and worse. So we went in there last year. That's the first time I'd ever been in there. And I'd always wanted yeah. to see the interior because the yeah. lobby there is like, stunning. Yeah. And it's still in pretty good shape. Last year, the auditorium was, was starting to, on one mm. side, there's, you could tell it's really in disrepair. This year, just one year removed from that, it was sh- it was shocking and appalling to see how, oh. how much worse it's gotten in one That's year. That's too bad. That's too bad. It's a beautiful theater. You could There was water pooling in the lobby now on the floor. You could smell it as soon as you walked in. Yeah. That water it, is in it was, there. It's funny because Julie and I, my girlfriend and I, went to go see Lucinda Williams this past weekend at the Riv. And it was great, by the way. Um, um, and she's unbelievable. Yeah, I'm amazing. so glad to hear she's doing okay. I mean, she she's, had all those issues. She issues. did. She had a stroke a couple of years ago. And, um, you know, um, and she came out. She, she had to be helped out. Um, but she stood. I mean, the show was like two and a half hours long, and she stood for three quarters of it. Um, and I heard she's playing guitar again. No, a bit. She which, not. She oh, didn't she play did guitar. Not. Okay. <clears throat> she was. She said it hurts too much to play guitar, so she did not okay. have the guitar on. Um, but she told incredible stories in between each song. Set up all the stories. They had a great uh, visual backdrop with film and video and stuff like that in the background. Um, and she told these amazing stories, you know, uh, from her book, which is a which um, I currently have on my nightstand. Um, and she still got the great voice, and she still sings amazing songs. It was a, nice. it was a great it was a great show. But when we were walking back to the car afterwards, um, we walked past the Uptown, and I was asking Julie if she'd ever been inside, and she said no. And very similarly to the Regal, um, the Uptown is one of the most beautiful theaters that you could ever imagine on the inside. But it's that's what I've dis- heard. It's fallen down in disrepair, and the the. You know the efforts to 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 redo the theater and you know and make it better have fallen on deaf ears. And sometimes right. they get the project going and then it stops and it starts right. and it stops. And the damage that's been done to that incredibly beautiful lobby and the theater itself is is horrible. And it's really sad because it's like the Regal. It's this beautiful majestic place that is just falling apart in the middle of the city. So yeah, I've never been in the uh, in the uptown, and it's those are those are my two. I'm like I've seen yeah. Photos online, especially of the, the lobby, I know is is gorgeous at the Uptown, and uh, it's breathtaking. It's it's breathtaking. It really is. The, the Uptown has that ridiculous group of like three or four people who take who go to great lengths with no pay to make sure that I know. place doesn't completely fall yep. apart. Yep. The fact that it's still standing is literally thanks to the work of like a handful of people. You're right. It's crazy. And, I, and I've I covered it a lot. I, I I would I would do like every six weeks would talk about the Uptown, bring people in to talk about it, just to get some you know, to get some press right. uh, on it and maybe to get some people to, 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 to pitch in to help out. Um, and it was one of those passions of mine when I had the radio show uh, on GN to have those people in and to, to call attention to just how beautiful and how amazing it would be if that place were to get fixed up and reopen. But it's just still, it's dark. You walk past and it was sad when we were walking past the place. We just walked out of the Riv, which is they've redone 
and it's right. beautiful. The rivet, yeah, beautiful. Thank, yeah. The, the jam's done a really nice job with that. Yeah, incredible, mm-hmm. man. And and uh, it's been a long time since I've been to the Riv. I'm, I haven't been out in a long time. And man, I was like, wow, boy, they've done a beautiful job. The Riviera is a beautiful theater. And we walked out of there and we walked past the Uptown. I'm like, damn, you know, like completely yeah. the opposite. So, um, all right, well, let's talk a little about some of the concerts that. Uh, well, let's let's talk really quickly some of the stuff that we went to together. Not together, but we were there at the same time. <laughs> yes. Uh, went to see Squeeze and the Psychedelic Furs. It was my first time at the Salt Shed. I got to say, not a fan. Ooh, okay. What? Uh, yeah, that was that was inside uh, um, at the Salt Shed. What did you not like? Uh, I first of all, I didn't know how the hell to get in. Um, like seriously, when we walked <laughs> yeah. in, we were oh, like, yeah. "What the fuck are we? Is it out? Is it this way? Is it that way? Is it outdoor?" Because they have the patio open, and we were like, "How do you get right. in?" Then we get in, and there are no seats, which I knew was the case. So there are no seats that's, except in the balcony or on the side. That's quite a large uh, general admission floor, isn't it? A huge general admission floor that is nothing but concrete beneath you. Yep. And I'm I'm 58, man. <laughs> I can't. Uh, it's tough. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, I I di- I was confused as to how to get in. Now once we got in inside the facility, it was great. Like the you know the 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 the, the bar is really nice. The the merch you know room is great, and they have a couple of uh, stores that are in there where you can buy something. They have a fucking guitar store in there where you can go in and buy amps and guitars and all that kind of cool stuff. So inside is great. Once you get in, it's great. I just don't like the fact that it's like this hollow, well, it's like a barn. It's a shed, and it's concrete. And I, I was just, but but the sound was great. The show sound was great. I was the shocked. The show was goodness. fucking great, by the that way. Was my, that was my first yeah. show indoors there. Okay. I'd only been outdoor shows. All right, well, what, okay, well first of all, what did you, well, you know, the sound is great. And, and by the way, that show, like I went there, because I'm a big Psychedelic First fan. Huge. Okay. Um, and I went there with, the, they were, I thought they were going to headline. I thought they were, they were headlining. But it was Squeeze. And I like Squeeze very, very much. I do. Um, and, and I was there like, when I found out that, that they were opening, the Furs were opening, I'm like, really? And I was kind of disappointed. But then the Squeeze came out and they fucking kicked ass. They were unbe- great. They were unbelievable. You forget how many songs you know by them too. That's exactly right. And I knew, and I'm a big Squeeze fan and I'm, you know, and but man during that set I'm like, "Holy shit." I mean, it was like hit after hit after hit. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and those guys I mean, and and they there were a lot of original members up on that stage and there hadn't been in a long time. Um and you know, and the Furs are a big they're a big band for me and they're actually it's very weird because my girlfriend and I uh, we dated briefly like in 86 when they were popular. Okay. And we were at the show together and it was like a big bond. It was a big bonding moment for us because <laughs> of the furs. And they were great. They were amazing. And then the and then and then Squeeze came. So what, uh, first of all, what is your opinion of Salt Shed, the indoor venue, and what did you think of that show? Um yeah, I'm I'm with you on a lot of the the downsides too. The the sound was great, but I I don't you know, I'm okay with a giant general admission floor as long as there's a little bit of room for me to to find a spot to kind of be out yeah. of the madness and Yeah. It, yeah. I was I was up top and it looked like that thing was packed all the way well, the back. Well, here's the like, thing for the for the furs we were for the furs we were we wanted to get a little close so we were right in the thick of it. Okay. And then then during the break between the bands we went outside because you can go outside and uh, yeah. and go go to you know because they've got like a taco stand and uh, you know and, and beer and stuff out there. And by the way, they began broadcasting the. Do you know that they broadcast the concerts out there? Yeah, they were doing it. Uh, they, when I first walked in, I came in the back of the the thing too, so I was walking by the bar uh, so to people get into can, the venue itself, and they were doing it there too. So yeah. people can literally not pay, you know what I mean, to get in. Oh, I didn't think of that aspect of it. You you, yeah. you don't have to pay. Yeah, you yeah, can yeah, sit yeah, yeah. outside, and because we, we were out there when Squeeze started, we were outside. Yeah, they don't check your ticket. And right Squeeze there. started. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, like, oh my right. god, Squeeze is starting. And they and then we were like listening to the first song. I'm like, wait a minute, they're not cutting it off. And apparently. 
you could go to the salt shed, not now because it's 20 degrees outside, but you could go to the salt shed and sit outside and have some food and have some drinks and hear the concert that's happening for free inside. And I thought yeah. that was amazing. I mean, you could sit right by the right by the river. It's beautiful. And you can hear a concert for free that's happening inside, like on speakers, not, you know, muffled. Like they are broadcasting it outside for free. And I thought that that was yeah. kind of unbelievable. I thought that was yeah, amazing. Yeah, that is cool. I got it. I didn't even think of that part. You're right. Yeah. No. So anyway, but it was a it was a great show, and Squeeze was incredible. I, I you know, and 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 uh, I mean, both bands were amazing. It was I loved it. It was one of my favorite shows I've seen in a long time. The Furs and, and Squeeze. Um, we did a uh, we did a photo shoot with with Chris Difford and Glenn Tilbrook of Squeeze yeah. before the show, and yeah. they are the two they are the two nicest guys. I swear, they are both just super 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 nice guys. I, I don't even yeah. there's no other way to put it. They're just they're. They're yeah. fun. They say hello to you. <laughs> That's great. They're, they're That's great. Nice guys. I don't even know what else to say. Um, yeah, real quick, because I want to fly through uh, some more of these. Duran Duran, Bastille, and Chic. I was at that show too. Uh, great. Uh, I, I mean, I Chic. Jesus Christ. And Nile I, Rogers, I, man, he's what a great performer. Unbelievable. And then again, like, that's another one where, like you were saying, Squeeze. You forgot how many hits they had. Uh-huh. Jesus Christ. Like Nile Rogers. Oh my God. Like the stuff that he wrote for other artists and stuff. For other he, artists, it's crazy. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And his band was incredible. It was great. And Bastille was terrific. They yep. were they were great. And Duran Duran kicked ass, man. It was a great show. That was a great show. Um, I right. actually can't wait to hear some of this new music with with Andy back in the fold too. Anyway. I know, I know, Cod, and that's a great story too. I'm glad he's doing yep. he's doing a little bit better. That's great. All right, Pearl Jam at UC, obviously fantastic, right? You know, I'm starting to. Yes, the show is fantastic, but I'm Eddie. Eddie Vet, drunk Eddie Vetter is starting to. I, yeah. I, I've I've about had it up to here with drunk Eddie Vetter. Okay, so he was drunk Eddie Vetter. All right, let's move on then. Uh, all right, tell me a uh, little the bit. Show about... was, no, the show was great. Don't, I don't oh, want to. Yeah. The show was yeah. outstanding. I understand, but I understand but what he, you're saying. He just gets on my nerves a little. Sometimes. I agree. I agree. I've seen I've seen Pearl Jam a million times. I did not go to the UC. Just I've seen a million times. And like when when he's on bottle three of red wine, it gets a little. That's bit. it. Like yep. yep, and it's like. Yep. It's, he just he's telling stories I've heard him tell six million times. Yep. Like, oh my god! Like, yep. uh, yes, your yep. parents and cool play song. Yep. Okay, uh, Peter Gabriel in Milwaukee. He also played uh, uh, at uh, the UC not too uh, just yep. uh, a couple of weeks ago. How was Gabriel? Was it great? Yeah, it was great. It was, are you a fan? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, he's another one of these guys. There's been so many in the last year and a half that I have I've never seen. You know, and he's. 72 i think yeah. 73 so again especially at the, the clip that he works at <laughs> yeah will will there be another opportunity to see him you know in yeah. 10 years i you know I, who knows it's but, so, but the show was good though yeah it's you know i mean here's what's interesting about it it's a bold choice and it, it, most artists can't make it work he played 11 of the new 12 songs on his new album <laughs> oh wow that's pretty hard to pull that's pretty hard to pull off live it is, yeah um so the flip side of that is that it's super storytelling driven because he's trying to get the crowd fired up about 11 songs they've never heard. The album's not even out yet, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so lots of visuals, as you'd expect from Peter Gabriel, but a lot of storytelling, and he has to stop it after every song to set it up. And my only complaint is that it impacted the... He never really built any momentum because even when he'd yeah. play it, he'd stop and set up two new songs in a row. It was yeah. so it's great. He sounds absolutely fantastic. I can't believe what he's still singing in the original key, Nick. Right. Like, by the way, are sounds... you in Nam? What is, <laughs> is that Nam coming? I mean, it's coming. Oh, there's a train go by. So often you won't even notice. It. 
I don't have one. I, I don't. I, I don't have one for helicopter. Are they coming to get you to do traffic? Ironically, that's a helicopter. Yeah. Say, are they coming to get you to do traffic? Is that what's happening right now? He could probably land in my yard. I'm looking out at my yard right now. He could. There's room. All right. Well, there's listen. We're, Come we're, on down. We're kind of out of time, but you saw Dylan was Dylan good. Yes or no? Uh, yeah. You're gonna have to define good. Okay. Know? All right. Let's move on. Uh, and then <laughs> Farm Aid. What was the highlight of Farm Aid for you? Uh, well, Farm Aid, but that's what's interesting. He was probably the highlight of Farm Aid. Oh. Dylan showed up unannounced yeah. and did a surprise set. He was backed by the remaining members of the Heartbreakers. He was oh, backed man. by Mike Campbell, by uh, by Ben Montench, and oh, he man. did his songs recognizably, Nick. He, first of all, he did wow. all the things he never does. It was properly lit. He stood up, which he never does. He yeah. played guitar, which he never does. And he played recognizable versions of Maggie's Farm and Positively 4th Street. Wow. So, so, he, so he's in, he was really good. And then yeah. by by the time we went and you, saw the full set, right, he's back just, to playing back. unrecognizable versions. Right, right. Uh, the, the ushers, he had instructed the ushers to ask the audience, a million requests, yeah. no movement during the performance. No movement. So... Yeah, so I'm standing there, and a guy that's walking up next to me, this drunk guy in Milwaukee, yells at the usher. He goes, "What if I have to fart or sneeze?" <laughs> and the woman looks at him without skipping a beat and goes, "Sir, he's 82 years old. Perhaps if that was on the floor, you'd have a problem. But I don't think he can even see as high." <laughs> and I was just like, "Wow, so this is where we're at." I like, think that I think you had to lock so- your phone up in the fucking bag. Oh God! You know, Bob's gonna yell at you if you fart. I, the whole yeah. thing was like Jesus wow. Christ. There you so go. it was exhausting in a way that Farm Aid was triumphant. Milwaukee was not. There you go. All right. What do you got coming yeah. up that you're going to see in, or interviews that you're doing that we can look forward to at Forbes and at Daily Herald? Uh, this week on Thursday, the 20th, I'm running, uh, or Friday, the 20th, I'm running Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses has a new solo album out. And mm-hmm. I talked to him about it. And Chris Shifflett from Foo Fighters has okay. a solo album out. So those two will be running this week at Forbes. All right, cool. Uh, all right, Jim, always a pleasure, my friend. And I will, uh, I will talk to you uh, next time. Thank you, Nick. All right, buddy. There's uh, Jim Ryan, and uh, let's jump right to it. Uh, Esmeralda Leon is here, and we have a special British guest that's jumping in as well. Esmeralda, yeah. Esmeralda Leon, yeah. Esma, I'm talking about that Esma. Esmeralda Leon, yeah. Esmeralda, yeah, yeah. That's right. It's time to talk to Esmeralda Leon, who joins me on every uh, episode here of the Nick D Podcast. And let's say hello to Esmeralda. Hi, Esmeralda. Hello. How are you? I'm very good. Good. How are you? I'm all right. Um, uh, excited about uh, next Tuesday. Um, it's a week. Oh from, yeah, for sure. Week from today, we are live at Zany's in Rosemont uh, for the Nick T Podcast Live. It'll be a Halloween edition. We're going to have some weird candy to give mm-hmm. away, and um, and uh, we'll be talking about scary stuff and Halloween movies and all kinds of cool stuff. Um, it's Tuesday, October twenty fourth. Zany's in Rosemont. Showtime is at seven thirty. Tickets are available now. Get your tickets now. We want to pack the place. Rosemont.zanies.com. Bring your friends, bring your neighbors. Let's pack the place. Nick D fans come out in mass. The tickets are on sale now. We recommend that you order them now. Rosemont.zanies.com. Get as many tickets as you want. Tuesday, October 24th, Zanies in Rosemont, the Nick D podcast live. 
Uh, or you can also call 847-813-0484. That's the Rosemont box office, the Zanies box office. Order your tickets or questions or any of that kind of stuff. 847-813-0484. It's going to be a great show. Andrea Darlis uh, from WLS and formerly of the Car Wash is going to join us on stage. Um, and my dad's going to be there to tell uh, some jokes to close the show. That's always a highlight. Uh, we've got really cool prizes to give away, dinners at the greatest restaurant of all time, the Gale Street Inn, some uh, gift cards from the Apple Electronics, all kinds of cool stuff for you to participate in. You'll be a part of a live podcast. We're going to be talking to you and hanging out and huge laughs and weird candy. And uh, what's the game that we're playing with uh, with Andrea and, and uh, on stage? The, uh, the, uh, the Bean Boozled. Bean Boozled. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully... We'll all get terrible tasting jelly beans. Yeah, that's that the would idea. be better. Because <laughs> it's going to be a show. That's a, it's a show. We watching a, watching some people eat some really terrible tasting jelly beans for Halloween. Mm-hmm. Is always, a, always a show. So we'll play Bean Boozled, which is kind of like jelly bean Russian roulette. Um, yeah. Andrea yeah. Darlis will be live on stage. I've actually never interviewed Andrea, so that's going to be great. Mm. The three of us, we have can share stories about the car wash uh, while we're up there, <laughs> if we choose. And uh, all kinds of great stuff given away, big laughs. It'll all be part of a recording for the live podcast. So we want you to order your tickets now. So get them going right now. Um, so we want to get a lay of the land on how many people are coming. So get those tickets ordered now. Rosemont.zanies.com, the Nick D Podcast Live. Tuesday, October 24th, Zanies and Rosemont. Doors open 630. Show is at 730. Get your tickets now. It's going to be great. Let's pack the place. 847-813-0484. So make sure you all come out for that. Um, all right, uh, uh, Esmeralda. Now, as you know, we mm-hmm. have this we have this British guy that we know. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, oh, and by the way, my dad my dad is going to stop by and tell a joke. Uh, so wait, let's switch. Around. Lovely. Yes. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. I know you do, baby. Yes, Carrie's got to get ready because you know my dad's going to be coming up to tell a joke. So mm-hmm. my dad is going to be uh, telling uh, a joke very, very soon. By the way, I should I, I should probably talk about this. My dad is retiring from Jewel. Oh, really? Yeah, he had a fall. My dad fell, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and it was kind of scary. He fell twice in a week, um, and it was kind of scary, and my dad is now going to walk with a cane uh, for, for the time being um, and be careful when he goes out and stuff. He's 82. Um, mm-hmm. And it was decided uh, amongst people, like, you know, uh, like a doctor and his family, that maybe he yeah, shouldn't yeah. stand for six to eight hours, four nights a week at Jewel anymore. Yeah, that's a lot. He's 82, and so he's very upset about it, and uh, so he is going to be retiring from Jewel uh, and then just uh, spending time at home. My mom's probably not thrilled, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, she married him, so she she's did. Stuck yeah, with No, we, we all want, you know, we all, we, yeah, my dad is just, he's, you know, he, 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 he hates to getting older now. He's like, I damn it, you know, my dad has, I don't, this is to be the only time my dad is, this will be the first time, and I'm not kidding, Probably the first time in, oh, I don't know, since the 50s that my dad has not had a job. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, well, at least one no or two jobs. Than now, huh? Yeah. Well, he's 82. So uh, yeah. he, he's, uh, he's going to be retiring. We'll probably talk a little, make some jokes about that at Zany's as well. Um, but if you, you know, my dad said he's going to still stop by Jewel, you know, like at, at least, uh, you know, once or twice a day just to say hi. Yeah, <laughs> and, I mean, uh, people are gonna be like, "Where is he?" Exactly, exactly job. right, exactly right. So, but anyway, but I think it's time. It is time. It's uh, so anyway. So my dad is. It's a big. It's a big life change for my dad. He's gonna be restless, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but he'll still go out. My my parents will still go out and do their thing and stuff. But my dad has. Uh, it'll be the first time my dad has not worked seriously 
worked a job since the 50s. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. Wow. So it'll be an interesting adjustment for my dad. But he'll be there. Yeah, he'll be there sure. to tell jokes. And that's a job for him. So he's excited about that. Yeah. yeah. All right. So anyway, my dad will be there. And he'll, he's going to stop by here to tell a joke uh, during this podcast. Nice. But before that, you know, uh, we get a monthly or so visit from this British guy. Uh, he lives in mm-hmm. a submarine. He joins us. <laughs> I just, uh, it's a British guy, you know, he lives in yeah. a submarine. He lives in a submarine. Um, he is a game show host, and um, he has a brand new game show that he's going to be testing out on us now that we're going to be playing. We used to play For the Record for many years, mm-hmm. but now it's going to be Slap Slapley's 80s, 90s Trivia Madness, Esmeralda. Amazing. He's got his name on it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, mm-hmm. he's, he's incorporated now. Slap is all incorporated now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but Slap Slap Lee's 80s, 90s Trivia Madness, it's going to be the categories are movie or categories, as he says, um, mm-hmm. movies, music, TV, sports and miscellaneous. And they are Ooh. all 80s, 90s. So that's right in your wheelhouse and, and my strong wheelhouse mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. so Slap will test us. We will. Win, and then, you know, we'll, we'll win an, an undetermined amount of millions of dollars and we will be driven around by uh, a ghost in a car. And I believe, actually. Just pulling up outside is, in fact, Piper Laurie and Suzanne Somers. Yeah. Both they've, outside. You know, they've teamed up. They're, yeah. It happened so quickly, so so together, that they're both going to be. And by the way, uh, two massive losses to the world. Mm-hmm. Um, two people that I really, really loved. Uh, but Piper Laurie and Suzanne uh, Somers are going to be out there. They will give us $40 billion apiece if we win. Wow. And drive us around. But we need That'd a host. And you know something magical happens whenever we play this theme. First of all, he involuntarily has to show up. So matter, no matter what he's doing, yeah, Slap yeah. has to it, show up in submarine. It seems cruel, but he's okay with it. <laughs> it does seem a little cruel just, now that I think about it, doesn't it? Cruel, whatever he is, whatever he's doing, doesn't matter if it's important or yeah. not. We're just like we want to talk to you right That's now. Right. Exactly. Well, let's see what happens. Okay, are you ready, Esmeralda? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see if we can get Slap Slapley to show up. Let's try this. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. There, there he is. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, goodness. Hi, Slap. Is it a fun I... ride? Is it oh. a fun ride? You were laughing so much. Oh. It's you know it's it's fun in so far as that I know I'll get to be seeing my good friends Nick and Esmeralda. Oh. How are you? How Come is on. everyone? We're 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 well. We're well. Uh, and uh, and so slap. You know, as as you know, whenever you hear the fantastic theme, uh, you show up. Uh, what, did we interrupt something big, or was there a cocktail party of some more? It's normally a cocktail party, isn't it, uh, Slap? Yeah, I, I mean, we have at least a daily cocktail party, sometimes twice daily. Um, you've caught me in the middle of a private cocktail party, in fact, oh, oh. With, um, with me and my good pal, my best friend, my cat, Lord Tennyson Furbank. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, wow. we were just Seems having like a little lovely friend. Yeah, no, he and I were just having a, a little, you know, uh, daddy catty cocktail time. Mm-hmm. Oh. As as one does. 
Did yeah, you know, it's it's special. It's important for us. We need to keep the the bond going very nicely. I so see. Yeah. usually, um, I'll pour myself a uh, about two liters of gin and tonic. <laughs> I'll give him about a, a saucer of milk, and we'll just. Mm-hmm. You know, talk about our day and, and what's oh, going on. You know, that lovely. sort of thing. Yeah. Wow, two two liters. You're cutting back. I understand. Yeah, you know, it, the, the, <laughs> there's a tonic short, shortage in the empire, so I, I figured I'd do my part. I'd keep calm and carry on and have only two liters of gin and tonic <laughs> for this Monday. Yeah, you know, for this I, two Monday two. I I don't even know what day it's it is. T- well, anymore. it's two. It's Tuesday. Technically, it's Tuesday. So Te- Tuesday is. I mean, yeah. Well, as, technically, as, it's as Wednesday the, for you. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, uh, Wednesday, Tuesday, as the crow flies, as they. Uh, what? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten mm-hmm. about a liter and a half in. I was gonna yeah. ask. Yeah, just I was just gonna ask mm-hmm. how much of the two liters of gin have you consumed at this point? I mean, uh, yeah, by f- by roughly four o'clock in the afternoon, I've consumed yeah about a liter and a half. Uh, wow. Woo-hoo. All right. Wow. All right. Again, cutting well, this will be back. Fun, then. You, and it's that's that's you're cutting back at this point. Eh? Yeah, you know my my doctor uh, provided by the state as as they <laughs> typically are here in jolly old England. Yeah, uh, told me he said, listen, slap. I've known you for four thousand years. Right. And um, you know it's just it's time. Yeah. It's time. It's time to cut back after four thousand years. Well, I mean, you you've been around for seven thousand years, is what I, th- I believe uh, is what you you have claimed oh, in yeah, the past. Oh yeah, yeah. Give or take a couple millennia here or there. Yeah. Well, right. you know, he can't be drinking gin as a baby. Well, no, that's where you're wrong, Esmeralda. <laughs> it's actually yeah. For, first thing out of the womb, I remember wow. uh, being handed uh, my very own bottle of uh, Bombay Sapphire. Wow. And to that point, oh. Bombay didn't even exist. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, so that was real special. Yeah, very wow. special. Yeah. So we can trace the, the, the we can trace the, the, the invention of Bombay uh, a Sapphire uh, to the birth of Slap Slapley. Is that what we're saying here? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I think as a <laughs> gift, I was given that portion of, uh, of the Indian uh, subcontinent. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> as a gift. Yeah! Wow, that's amazing. All right, so we we can thank Slap Slapley for uh, Bombay uh, Bombay Sapphire. Um, it's, You're it's, very it's, welcome. It's interesting, Slap. As a as a recovering uh, and and quite an accomplished alcoholic myself, um, never could do the gin very often. Was not an oh. even. I never was a big gin gin drinker. Not you put anything in front of me, particularly of the brown variety. If there was a mm. if there is a whiskey or a bourbon in the world that I was I would be drinking it a lot, especially uh, the lovely Jameson's. Uh, Jameson was my favorite, um, but I never really did the gin thing. Esmeralda, are you a fan of gin? Yeah, I enjoy gin. Yeah, okay. see, that's that's the thing is that Esmeralda and I are refined people. Oh, we have okay. refined palates, yeah. and therefore we seek out liqueur that has the um, you know sort of uh, heavenly taste of uh, juniper berries. Pine right. needles and petrol. You know, that's you know, that's got, more for it's us. Got botanicals in it. I don't know yeah, if you but, know what yeah, that is. Ooh, yeah. 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 Now, now, botanicals. when you when you drink gin, or when you when you drank gin, or Esmeralda, is it a martini? Is it? Would you do you do vodka martinis or gin martinis, Esmeralda? Both. I don't drink martinis. Oh, okay. Well, gin. <laughs> what do you drink? Gin and tonic. Sanity. Um. Yeah, I do gin and tonics mainly. Yeah. Okay. Which apparently is huge in England right now. Yeah, well, a friend you know, of mine just came back from there, and he was all raving about gin and tonics. 
Wow. I mean, Esmeralda is absolutely correct. That's how we built the empire. The empire was <laughs> built on on gin and tonic, you know, right, but gin, gin to quell the boredom and tonic to quell the malaria. I mean, that's just how it works. <laughs> You know? <laughs> right. Okay. Well, we've got a history lesson, too. Well, listen, Slap, before you pass out, uh, we should probably uh, talk a little bit about the new... The new, We have a new quiz uh, game that you are the master of. Yes, very excited. Latest uh, invention from Slapley Enterprises. <laughs> it's... Uh, we really... We, you know, we felt that it was time for yeah. a new type of trivia game. So what we did, and, and you'll love this, is that we made a stack of cards with several questions on it <laughs> on either side. Oh my and God. I think I do, yeah, I, I t take that That's trivial pursuit. You <laughs> bastards. You know, it's, it, I thought, I personally, I don't know where I came up with it. I really yeah. don't. I was it's... in a drunken stupor one day yeah. and just happened to think, what if we just put a series of questions on a bunch of cards and then uh, sold it to people for about 20 quid a piece? And wow. um, needless to say, uh, sales have been through the roof. Wow. Uh, wow. That's, an, that's an, it's a wholly original idea. I've never heard of that. Esmeralda, have you ever heard of that one before? No. <laughs> I can Not I can hear the sincerity in your voice there, Esmeralda. Yeah. I appreciate it's it. It's genuine I really surprise. <laughs> well, we like to call it, as you know, uh, Slap Slapley's 80s, 90s Trivia Madness. Does that mean we're going to go insane, uh, Slap? Well, I mean, insane as a relative term, maybe. Oh, I okay. mean, we, we don't know... Uh, I mean, possibly. Okay. Uh, right. I mean, it's I've, I've I haven't actually spoken with uh, the board of psychiatrists over at Cambridge, but right. um, by by all accounts, they have started to lose their minds. Okay. You know, reading over this this card game, uh -huh. so I'd say you're at least at a, a eighty percent chance of yes, complete right. and total insanity. So Esmeralda, by the Ooh. end of this. By the end of this, not only if we win, will we have millions, billions, and trillions of dollars and get mm -hmm. to drive around mm -hmm. with uh, Suzanne Summers uh, and Piper Laurie, but uh, we will also, uh, uh, we will also uh, go insane, apparently. So, um, I go. mean, sh let's do it. All right. <laughs> so it's, it's uh, the categories. The categories in Slap Slap Lee's 80s, 90s trivia madness are movies, music, TV, sports, and then, of course, the miscellaneous. And we'll play it like we uh, played it the last time, you know, alternating be questions between uh, the two of us, and then round two, alternating the questions between the two of us like we did the last game. Right, Slap? That's how we're going to do it? Yeah, that's how we're going to... If you could just uh, forgive me a moment, um, Lord Tennyson uh, Furbank is, is giving me a little bit of bother, so I'm going oh. to just quickly... Set him up with a dish of gin and tonic. And I see. That should put him I down see. for several hours. I see. Well, Esmeralda, you, you, you have experience in this department as well, correct? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes, you know, they want their booze. And That's they want right. it now. <laughs> you have to take care of your you boozy, of your boozy yeah, compatriot. They won't, they won't stop. They They're won't. <laughs> They're very aggressive. They're yeah. very aggressive. So as soon as Slap takes care of his... Uh, uh, his companion, then we'll, we'll, uh, we will get going. Uh, uh, where is your, where is your, uh, uh, companion uh, at, this, at this, at this time? He's well. passed out somewhere. He's just passed. It's been a long day. Oh my goodness. Right. <laughs> are you, are you okay? Slap? Oh yeah, I'm fine. Um, I will say that, uh, Lord Tennyson Furbank <laughs> is very thirsty and 
has left a sizable log in the ah. in the um <laughs> in the sand here. So that I'm just dealing with that. Oh my Are you God. at the beach? Is that yeah, yeah. I, I only take him to the finest beaches in order to uh, do his business. So we're actually here in Aruba. I see. So there's a, substan- there's a he's he's left behind a substantial log, as you yeah. as you've said. Yes, yeah, okay. a, uh, a present from the empire, if okay. you will. Well, maybe we should maybe we should get started. Oh, please. All right. Whenever before you're the, ready. <laughs> before the wallpaper comes off, it's just. <laughs> We don't want the wallpaper so, to peel He's so off. little, I couldn't even believe it. It'd be like the, right. it's gonna be like the, it's gonna be like the hotel room in Barton Fink. That's what's gonna be have the wallpaper. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So I guess um, th- these categories are quite general. So um, yes. we've got we've got s- film or cinema, um, yes. music, television, yes. sports, and uh, uh, can, I, can I say potpourri? Yes. Yes. And I understand yeah. that some of these. Uh, are multiple choice and some are not, Esmeralda. Now, remember the last game, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. were multiple choice. But this, I think, uh, as, I, as I've as i perused this game uh, uh, beforehand, I believe that some of these questions are, are multiple choice and some are not. So we'll get a little mixture, yeah. I think. The yes. keeping us on our toes slap. Yes. That's yes. right. Yes. Keeping That's us off the log. No, way. off the log. We'll be off the log. Oh, please, don't <laughs> mention logs. <laughs> Do you like Robert Plant at all, Slap <laughs> He's got a very good song called Big Log. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, are right. we ready? Are we ready? I am, yes, I'm ready. I'm going to keep score, <laughs> and we're ready to go. Very excited about the debut of Slap Slapley's 80s, 90s trivia madness. Let's go nuts. All right. Esmeralda, your category is film. Oh. Film is your mm-hmm. category. And question, what Mafia trilogy finished in 1990? There is no uh, multiple oh, choice. Oh, and there's no. Okay. Uh, the what Godfather. Mafia trilogy. Ooh, is that your final answer? Yes. Well, that's good because it's correct. <laughs> okay, good. For oh, a second, God. I was like, wait a minute, was there four Godfathers? <laughs> no, no. Thankfully, no. Not after the third one. No, there was not. There's, oh, yeah. Um, there you go. No Godfather Part 4, the beginning no. or something like that, where they just kind of reboot yeah. the whole thing? <laughs> Godfather oh 4, the Godfathering. The Godfathering, yes. Oh, man. God right. Godfather. Oh, there you go. Very good. Very Godfather. Yeah. yeah. See, don't give the ideas now. Somebody's going to do that now. I yeah, Coppola is not dead yet. Um, He's not dead yet. No. By the way, his uh, new movie sounds pretty great. But anyway, let's not get into that. Um, all right. Well, wow, Esmeralda, very good. You are up one Thank nothing. You. you are in the lead. All right. Uh, all right, Nick. Your category is music. Oh man, and I think you'll like this one. All right. What Canadian musician had a hit with the song "Everything I Do" parentheses "Do It for You"? Aha. Uh-huh. Now, is this multiple choice or no? No, this is a no multiple choice. What okay. is the answer? All right. Uh, my friend Scott Oaken broke three chairs at this gentleman's concert um, because he was so jamming so hard. That would be Brian Adams. That is correct. Oh, Brian Adams. Three I, chairs, a... really? <laughs> yeah, he busted three chairs during that show. We were standing on, we were, uh, standing on the chairs as you were wont to do when you were on the floor at the Rosemont Horizon. <laughs> and... Uh, he, he went through three chairs. He busted through them because he was jamming so hard. Uh, the first chair he busted during the opening act, which was the Hooters. 
So he he busted a chair. He busted a chair during the Hooters. <laughs> then he busted two chairs. He went through two chairs during Brian Adams, specifically during Summer of '69 and Kids Want to Rock. So there you go. My there. God, <laughs> he went through three. And 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 after chair number two, no one was like, "All right, you don't get a chair." Then no, we were all standing. They were all like on the. They were all the like uh, connected. You know, the metal chairs, the folding chairs they put together on the main floor. And we were uh-huh. standing on them, and he went through them. And so we just kept, like, moving down to the point where, like, three of us Jesus were on one chair at one point. And, and he went through three chairs. One during – and we danced during the Hooters. He busted the chair during that. <laughs> and then he, he busted two more chairs, one during Summer 69 one doing Kids Want to Rock. That's how hard he was jamming for Brian Adams. Brian wow. Adams. Goddamn mm-hmm. right, man. You don't mess around. <laughs> All right, we're tied at one. Ugh. All right. And I didn't even break a chair. If Oaken were here, he'd have busted 12 of them by that mm-hmm. time. So, anyway. All right. All right. Esmeralda, your category mm-hmm. is television. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Telly. Okay. Telly. The boob tube. Right. What TV show features FBI agents Mulder and Scully? No multiple choice. Okay. Um. The Oh, my God. <laughs> the X-Files. <laughs> That is correct. I, you, it seemed like you almost lost it there for a second. All, what happened? Yeah, all, all things escaped my brain. It, th- it just escaped your brain go. for a second there? Yeah. Were you a fan of the X- is X-Files big in, uh, in England, Slab? Uh, well, we, we had something different. It was called the Z-Files. <laughs> of course Ooh. you did. Right. And, well, and it wasn't really about aliens. It was mostly just um, you know, people doing bureaucratic paperwork in, in home office. You know? Ooh, sounds, I'll have to look for that one man, on the British apps. <laughs> Can we binge that one at some point? Is, it, uh, is that bingeable? Uh, absolutely bingeable because like all British series, it's only about 10 episodes long. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's only 10 episodes. They're all quite good though. Yeah. But and, I mean, Ooh. if you're a fan of the thrilling world of um, filling out things in triplicate, I'm sure <laughs> it'll really go over well for you. The Z files. All right, well, mar- I'm marking that one down mm-hmm. to net. Am I now next Netflix and chill? Will be Z filing. Oh yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's hot stuff. <laughs> I mean the um, the relationship between uh, the two main agents yeah. uh, is really quite something. And and, and what are their names? The, the... Oh, the names. Yes. What are the, oh, what are well, their names? That, that would be. Um, <laughs> Agent Thatcher right. and um, uh-huh. Agent Hortense. Okay. Uh, ah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> How could I forget? I remember them from British history. That's right. Okay. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay. Let's let's move on. Although I don't want to, but let's move on. Uh, it's two All to right. one. Esmeralda's in the lead. What am I doing now? What? All right. Your category is sports. Oh. Okay. Here we go. What American tennis star was known for his on-court antics? And this is multiple choice. Here are your choices. Well, wait a minute. On-court antics? Yeah, on-court antics. Mm -hmm. That could be a number of... Okay, all right. Was it John McEnroe, Andre Agassi, or Pete Sampras? Well, I guess if on-court antics uh, is screaming at judges uh, and linesmen, I'm going to say John McEnroe. And you would be correct. Oh, that is okay. his uh, his mo. John McEnroe yelling at people like this. Yeah, right. you know, not quite as shrill and annoying, but close. What about this? <laughs> Honestly, not bad. Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> All Pretty right, close. Yeah. John McEnroe. As brother, you a fan of John McEnroe and his hair? Oh, of course. Yeah. 
Did he you know, have he, hair? He oh yeah, curly, curly, uh, goofy hair. You know, he he used to host a uh, a game show. You remember when uh, like after uh, I don't know if this is true, and uh, I think it w- it became a phenomenon in England uh, too. Slap. Uh, I know you had a British version of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, correct? Yeah, Who yeah. Wants it to Be a Millionaire. Over there, didn't it? Yeah, <laughs> but it was Who Wants to Be a Millionaire parentheses in pounds sterling. And All right, in pounds sterling. Yeah. That's to make sure that about everyone that. knew. Yeah. I forgot about that. Well, they had a show. They had a bunch of like when that show became successful. Then they just had a whole bunch of shitty game shows in America. I don't know if you know this or not. Slap. And one of them was called The Chair. And, uh, oh and you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were like taped to a chair, and it did crazy shit. And like they would like have a scorpion like lowered down in front of your face, or they would do like all these. And the host of that show was John McEnroe. Oh, it was a great. I, I love that show, honestly. I it was on Fox, uh, shockingly. It was on Fox. Yeah, so. makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So, Esmeralda, look that one up. Look up The Chair mm-hmm. from the early. Along from the with early... Uh, the Zed Files. Yeah, the Zed Files. Yes, the Zed Files. All right. Yeah, that, Ty... was, that was actually a big progra- programming block was the Zed Files Chair Power Hour. Right, right. Ooh, uh, yeah. yeah, makes sense. Followed by Hollywood Squares. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that's right. Okay. Well, we are tied at two. Um, my, it's exciting. Here, here, here's our. Here's, we have another question now, right? And this is now. Yes. This is what is this? Uh, potpourri, as you said. Yes, potpourri. Potpourri. Which means it smells good, correct? Yeah, uh, yeah. It could be anything, and it smells fantastic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it could be anything. I could use a little potpourri right now. I swear to God. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to talk about that log. Uh, We're going back log, to the log. Yeah. Well, that's oh my God. that's your. What is he, Lord Furbottom? <laughs> No, no, no! What's that was my name? mother. Um, oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> no, it's Lord Lord Tennyson. Uh, now I yeah. can't remember. No, um, can't. <laughs> that gin's kicking in. <laughs> yeah, it's like it was. It was like it was like how you recalled the uh, the agents' names in the Z Files. It was. Yeah, crazy. it's almost like we're doing some sort of uh, improv. <laughs> oh my God! Well, I was just going right. to say it's Lord Tennyson's potpourri. Yeah, yeah, there Lord Tennyson. He's definitely, uh, he's definitely left- Lord Tennyson. Something. We'll just he- have to roll back the tape for <laughs> next time. <laughs> Lord Tennyson's log. I believe, yeah. Yes, and yes, and. Right. Um, <laughs> you know the basic rules there, Slap. Very good. Yeah. All right. All right. So potpourri, and this is going to uh, Esmeralda. Yes. Mm-hmm. Here is your question: What was the primary competitor? From Microsoft's Internet Explorer. No choices here. You got to know the exact oh. answer. The primary competitor for Internet Explorer. Shit. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, this is 80s, 90s trivia, which means this is clearly late 90s. Then, this yeah. Yeah. Um, crap. I didn't know there was another one at the time. Uh. Oh, um, no, was that a thing? Safari? <laughs> is that your final answer? Yeah. That is incorrect. Ah! Yeah, no, the main competitor was Netscape Navigator. Oh, oh yeah, right. I remember Netscape Oof. Navigator. That's a little yeah. bit of a deep cut, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, wow, that damn. was a, uh, damn. And there was no, I can't believe there was no multiple choice on that one. That's difficult. Wow. Esmeralda, I think you got screwed. I don't think that was fair. That was, whoo. Are you questioning the integrity of my game? I'm not questioning the integrity of your game, Slap. I'm sorry. Jesus. bloody well hope not. I didn't didn't say anything, Slap. Exactly. You didn't. It's this one over here. 
it's this one. It's this one over here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah unbelievable. Okay. I come here. I come here once a month. <laughs> I get. I get called into the the void. Yeah. By well, Britannia, and then all of a sudden I'm where in front of a microphone. Yeah. All right. You know, I'm sitting sorry, next but, to my but... cat's log. <laughs> But you get to here's the here's the the positive thing though. Slap as annoying as that is, you do get to hear my dad tell a joke. So that's always Uh, a good thing. Well, that's basically my payment. (laughs) Exactly right. Well, we're tied. Esmeralda, we're tied. It's a dead heat. It's a dead heat. Like like Treat Williams and Joe Piscopo. It's a dead heat. Oh Jesus. Uh, so that's speaking of eighties. We're in the you know, speaking of eighties. Yeah. I wonder if in, in the movie category in this in this trivia eighties eighties nineties trivia. I wonder if there's going to be a question ever about the movie Dead Heat. As well, have you ever seen the movie Dead Heat with Treat Williams and Joe Piscopo no. as dead cops? No, <laughs> it's a piece of shit. So don't worry about it. All right. <laughs> Did that ever get released in England? Slap. Uh, yes, but it was um, Undead Bobbies. <laughs> Night of the Living Bobbies. <laughs> living Bobbies. All right. Uh, it's tied at two. Man, the, I'm, I don't know if I've got nails left to bite, Esmeralda. Uh, it's time to go to fingers, I guess. I guess. All right. Well, now I get the first question then, correct? Yes. Yes. We, yes. All right. And um, your category is film, oh, cinema, boy. cinema, kino. Kino? Other, yeah. Kino. Yeah. You know, it's German for 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 film. Right. Oh. I, I just thought we were in Vegas for a second. I uh Yeah. No. All right, well we're not. Okay. <laughs> All right. Your, <laughs> your category is film. Kathy Bates won the Oscar for Best Actress in nineteen ninety for what movie? Now this isn't multiple choice, is it? It is not. Okay. It is have uh to hit that one. It is it is uh misery. It is in fact misery. <laughs> That's right. That's uh, that's how James Conn sounded after the sledgehammer. Yeah, after the hobbling scene. He got hobbled. That's <laughs> you, rather you've seen Misery, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's very. Good I experience it every day. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. sure. You got a you got a log sitting next to you. That's not, uh, you know. Yeah. That's not that that's, that doesn't inspire happiness. It inspires misery. All right. <laughs> All right. Three to two. Yep. 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 And um, the next category is music, Esmeralda. Do you mm. like music? Do you listen to music? <laughs> Do you like you know? Music? Have you heard of music? While. I've uh, I think I have. Someone <laughs> told me it was music, and I just nodded. <laughs> I just nodded. Is that what you? T- <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, I guess yes. that's music, uh, Excuse but... me. Is this music we're hearing? <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, I wasn't sure. So. <laughs> that's a great pickup line, right, Esmeralda? Hey, you like music? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not kidding. I've met people that don't like music. Really? Yeah. Marge Simpson doesn't like music. Yeah, she didn't like music. No. Um, oh, Adolf okay. Hitler. Well, he was more of a Wagner guy, but that's beside the point. <laughs> okay. All right, cool. Uh, let's, All right, music. Let's... Uh, your question, Esmeralda. Who mm-hmm. is, who is, and I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put an addendum on this. What is the performing name of Marshall Bruce Mathers III? What is the per- what is the performing name of Marshall Bruce Mathers the third? Okay, it's the way you said it that first time. What? Uh, that is uh, Eminem. That's correct. Yes, that's right. You said Very Bruce. 
<laughs> you, did, did the accent throw you, Esmeralda? Is that what happened? It's not, it's not like you said Bruce. Bruce? Listen, I've, I have spent 2,000 years getting over a terrible speech impediment, and I won't have you bring it back up again. Wow. Are, you sure it's a, are you sure it's a speech impediment and just, or not just gin? I don't, I'm just right. wondering if that's... I mean, that's the, actually the title of my next game show, Speech Impediment or Wino. Oh man! All right. Well, we're tied with the kids. We're tied. I, I like the fact that Eminem's mom is Kim Basinger. I like that. All right. Um, Wait, I, what? Wasn't wasn't didn't Kim Basinger play his mom in, in eight months? Yeah. I yeah. thought I thought Kim Basinger was his wife. I guess I can't no. remember the last time. No, I've that's seen his it. mom in the movie. They don't. They don't. His girlfriend is his girlfriend is the late great beautiful Bridget uh, uh, Murphy or uh, Brittany Brittany Murphy. Yeah, Yeah. no, Brittany Brittany Murphy. Oh boy! All right, let's move. All right, Nick. Television. Television. Eighties, nineties, man. The trivia madness continues. Yeah, Yeah, it's oh, it's mad. All right, (laughs) all right. Uh, Nick, true or false? This is a true or false question. All right. There was a TV show called Friday the Thirteenth. Is that true or false? That's absolutely true. That is true. Yeah. Very good. Wow, look at that. And it has virtually nothing to do with the film series of the same name. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, it, that's, it is true. And in fact, I think better than the film series. At least the episodes. Oh, please, <laughs> please. Maybe <laughs> Jason Takes Manhattan, but certainly yeah. not, you know, uh, yeah. the final chapter. All right. Well, he's record? in space. It's funny. It's funny uh, you, you mentioned the final chapter slap because I just did, uh, uh, and as, as the listeners just heard, I talked to Jim Ryan, who uh, interviewed Corey Feldman at Riot Fest. So, uh, yeah. That was, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I actually did see Corey Feldman at Riot Fest. Did you, it was did you? Uh, it was something. <laughs> it it happened in real life. You know, yeah. um, for those of you who you know who just heard the uh, the interview that I did with Jim Esmeralda, you'll be thrilled to know this: that not only in the same room did he get to interview Corey Feldman, but right before he interviewed Corey Feldman. Or I'm sorry. Right after he interviewed Corey Feldman, he got to interview the in- insane clown posse all in the oh, same room. Oh, wow. all, all in the same room. <laughs> and that's meeting that. of the mind. Yeah, and he's writing for Forbes, correct? Yeah, exactly. Forbes magazine. <laughs> exactly. We talk about that about the business angle that he took when he was talking to the insane yeah. clown posse. I mean, how, yeah. when to buy stocks in Fago? <laughs> That's right. All right. So anyway, Corey Feldman was in uh, Friday the 13th, the final hey, he, uh, chapter. He, yeah. yeah, and he was quite good in it, too. Okay. So Friday the 13th, a real TV series. Okay. Real TV series. All right. Okay, Esmeralda, sports. Uh-oh, here we go, Esmeralda. Oh, okay. Let's see how you do with this one. Uh, <laughs> it is multiple choice, so mm-hmm. please wait for all possible answers. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Lord Tennyson, for Christ's sake. Down, Lord Tennyson. <laughs> oh my God! Which why don't you t- introduce Esmeralda? Why don't you introduce Lord Tennyson to your cat and see if they become buddies? I doubt it. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna. You doubt ask- that your that your cat would not be friendly? Um, no, I just you know cats. I feel most of the time they just uh, they don't want to really deal with other cats. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Slap he's saying, he's like, fuck that guy. <laughs> I don't even know who he is. He's like, I don't even want to meet that cat. Don't even suggest it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Is everything okay, Slap? Or yes. things are... I've got Lord Tennyson here. Okay. 
Okay, sweetheart. Jesus. You have a little too much gin. You know, sometimes things Thank don't you. go as uh, planned. I'm just trying to make him sit on my lap and be uh, quiet. He, he can help you out. All right, so it's a sports category, right? For yes. Esmeralda. Mm-hmm. And it's and Esmeralda multiple choice. So here we go. Yes, what do we multiple got? choice. <laughs> All right. Which team did Gordie Howe play his final season with? Gordie Howe, which team did he play his final season with? Was it the Detroit Red Wings, the Boston Bruins, or the Hartford Whalers? The Bruins. Oh. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Ah! incorrect. The correct answer was the Hartford Whalers, the now defunct Hartford Whalers. That's not huh. an easy. That's not an easy question, Esmeralda. I that's thought that was one. fake. <laughs> no, no, no. Those are no, all actual right. hockey teams. Those are all real yeah. hockey teams. I mean, uh, I put yeah. them up there. I, I, I love, I love the the teams that have come and gone. Like I've got uh, some Nordiques stuff. Oh, I've got wow. Min- yeah, the Minnesota North Stars, right. uh, the Oilers. Yeah, right. yeah. Okay, all right. Well, as well, there's no chance of you winning. Right. Mathematically right. eliminated. Mathematically yeah. eliminated because you didn't know a question about Gordie Howe. And I don't blame you for not knowing that question. So, uh, <laughs> um, but I have, uh, I can so see if I can get this one right. It's, a, it's, it's potpourri, so it's going to smell good. Yes, very Perfect. good. Right. Not like cat shit. <laughs> <laughs> How's, how is Lord uh, Tennyson? No, no, it's not Tennyson. Uh, Lord, it is uh, Lord Tennyson. Uh, yeah. Lord Tennyson. Okay, what's, how's, how's, the, how's Lord Tennyson doing? He's fine. He's just perched up by the window now, but he okay. just oh. he he cannot go more than a few moments without being in my presence. Oh, I know. He's a good you boy have, because you have the gin. That's why. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, that's what mm-hmm. it is. He's thirsty. He's, uh, he stumbles over <laughs> with a bottle a of with a bottle of you know tonic. <laughs> what am I going to do with this tonic? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What am I going to do with this two liter of Schweppes? Drink it plain. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. He, well, let's he see. Also, has yeah. a terrible British accent. Um, oh, he right. does. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, um, Nick. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. This is a layup. It oh, it is. is. Okay. Um, Popery. What U.S. president said, and I quote: "I did not have sexual relations oh. with that woman." <laughs> That's not multiple choice, is it? Um, I mean, I can make it multiple no, choice no, if we want to have I, some fun with it. I'm yeah. pretty, I'm pretty, I'm pretty clear on this one. Uh, that would be, uh, that would be Bill Clinton. That is, yes, correct. Ow! Wow, Mr. William Clinton. That's Mr. William Jefferson Clinton. There you go. All right, amazing. Wow. All right, five to three, Esmeralda. Wow. Um, Damn. A shockingly I... poor performance from Esmeralda mm. here. Well, I mean, mm. I you know, I he, she got a Gordie Howe question, and that was you know that's you know, and and, and Esmeralda, you no did think that, that you, you did think that the that the Whalers were actually not a real hockey team. So yeah, that, I didn't. I didn't. Uh... <laughs> kind of that kind of threw off the the, the, the whole, the whole vibe. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, well, I, I I win eighty trillion, and I'm gonna go down and hang out with Suzanne Summers and the wonderful uh, Piper Laurie. Oh um, my God, that's an yeah. that's an exhausting after. Noon, if it, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. yeah, good thing the top's gonna be down. I'll tell you yeah. right now. I'll tell you. Hey, hold on here. All right. Um. Hey, speaking of speaking of this, are are you ready and uh, are your cats ready for my dad to tell a joke? I, I've mm-hmm. got him strapped down. All right, here we go. Hold on a second. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and Hi, I Carrie. love Nick's show. Oh, she's wearing a T-shirt that says "I heart cats." 
Oh, oh wow. Oh, that's great. <laughs> well, how nice. All right, here we go. Oh, it's the best part of the week, baby. It's time to hear something funny. Here we go. With your music intro. Ah! It's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. It's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. Nick's dad tells a joke. Yeah. What'd I say? It's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. It's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. Nick's dad tells a joke. So as you know, my dad tells jokes. And by the way, uh, don't miss him. Tell a few jokes live. I've heard the jokes. They're funny, Esmeralda. Um, nice. And he's going to kill, as he always does. Of course. Does. Of course they are. Tuesday, October 24th, Zanies and Rosemont. Showtime, 730. Rosemont.zanies.com. Get your tickets now. Andrea Darlis is our special guest. Uh, hey, Slap, you know Andrea Darlis, don't you? Oh, yes. I love Andrea Darlis. We, we go out for, for a moussaka every Friday. <laughs> Oh, that sounds like a fun time. Yeah, I love a hunk of moussaka. Now, does she give you the entire history of moussaka when you go, when you go out? To oh, yes, some? at length. And plus, she also explains how, you know, like, we'll see a chair. And she'll be like, you know what? That chair's actually been made in the Isle of Lesbos or something like that, you know? Right. It's right. unbelievable. That's right. You'll hear all about the history of Greece when you come to our show at the Nick T Podcast. Yeah, please. Very and just just. Uh, just don't bring up the Ottoman Empire or Turkish people in general, because it will inspire a generational rage in her, yeah. in her you know, yeah, demeanor. That, that Ottoman Empire, though, is pretty cool because you get to put your feet up. Yeah, you know, if if there's one thing you can say about the Ottoman Empire is that they know they knew how to relax. That's they right. knew how to they take did. a load off. <laughs> don't, don't talk about taking a load off. You got one around your desk. All right, so here it oh, is. Geez. <laughs> All right, so like, let's move right into. Let's segue right into Dad. All right, Dad, tell it. I used to run a dating service for chicken, but I had a hard time making hens meet. Oh, Uh, <laughs> that was jokey, jokey, jokey time. It was a jokey, jokey, jokey time. Nick's dad told a joke. Hard time making hens meet. See? Oh man. Yeah. Where does he come up with these? I don't this know. Unbelievable. Really don't. Well, he's he's telling three of those kind of jokes on Tuesday, October twenty fourth. Uh, so uh, maybe slap. You can bring your submarine uh, at some point and come by to Zany's. Uh, I, I think so. Point. Yeah. If you'll if you'll ever have me as a guest, I'll yeah. bring I'll bring my um, my nautical expertise right. to anything you like. Mm-hmm. I, if I uh, there was, I remember <clears throat> the last time I was there yeah. for a wonderful Nick D show live podcast. Your dad told a joke that I am still telling to this day. Can you, which one was it? Um, I'll probably butcher it, but basically uh, a bunch of kids are in a classroom and, you know, the teacher asks all the kids, oh, uh, where do do your parents hide your Christmas presents? And the first kid says, oh, my dad uh, hides ours in the basement. And that's, you know, so that we won't go down there because it's so dark and wet and dingy. Mm -hmm. And the next kid says, oh, my dad hides them in the attic because I can't reach it up there and all that kind of thing. And And the third kid says, my dad hides it in his pants. And... The teacher says, what do you mean he hides it in his pants? He says, yeah, every time I ask for a bike for Christmas, he says, yeah, I've got your bike right here. (laughs) (laughs) 
right. That's, that's an abridged <laughs> telling, not that's, nearly as good, but I, yeah. I was weeping. Yeah, that's the best. The oh, that's that. that's my dad right there. So he's gonna he's got more time to to cultivate jokes now that he's not gonna be working. So yeah. now his um, material. Well, I mean, where's he, yeah, but he's material. got to test the material somewhere. So zanies. <laughs> exactly. exactly. All right. Yeah. Hey, uh, slap. I understand that you're you're being you're gonna be whirled back. Let's see what happens when I do this. Wait. Oh boy. See a slap. All right. There you go. All right. Well, that was fun. We'll see. We'll have slap back again sometime. It was lovely. Esmeralda, you rule the planet as always. Um, that was a lot oh, of fun. Thank you. And again, see me, Esmeralda, live on stage with Andrea Darlis, my dad telling jokes. It's uh, Nick D Podcast Live, Tuesday, October 24th, Zanies and Rosemont. Rosemont.zanies.com. Get your tickets now. You got to get them now. Uh, and Esmeralda, I will talk to you next time when, in fact, Andrea Darlis is my special guest. Um, on the podcast we're going to hang out and talk about what's going to be happening at zany's and so on and so forth so andrea will be the guest on friday's podcast you want to be a sponsor uh, a lot of people listen to this podcast so you should do it sales at radiomisfits.com leave your voicemails anytime anywhere any place 24 7 773 drop us an email with anything you want to say nickdpodcast at gmail.com my thanks to jason skaggs for all the music and the sound and the themes and my thanks to uh, Ed and everybody at Radio Misfits. Uh, make sure you share and like and rate and review us on every platform and check us out. Also, check out my uh, other podcast. Uh, it's the uh, Saturday Night Live podcast called That Show Hasn't Been Funny in Years, an SNL podcast. New episodes drop every Wednesday at RadioMisfits.com. And thank you all for listening, and we'll listen and we'll see you next time.